Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Had you missed the show yesterday, that was foolish, and you can pick it up at WRQK.com. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone, first of his name. Yeah, it's me. How are you, buddy? I'm uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. I don't understand why people are missing the show on any any regular basis, but Stupid. they should be they should be sitting here listening Foolish. four hours straight, idiots. Idiotic, maybe. Stick around, guys. It's yeah. gonna be a good one today. Hopefully. Well, here's the thing about that. What? Okay, and I can only take you so far. Okay. And that's where you know, I, I just said the Phantom. Even Superman had his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And Stansbury's kryptonite is when he's got a piece of gold that he cannot share. With the children of the program. <laughs> and when he can't do that, when I cannot do that, it, it, it hinders me in a way. And I am unable to do it. And, okay. uh, and, and for a very serious matter. Okay. And so, honestly, uh, this was one of those days where I needed some advice from Fanto. And I can't believe I said that because it wasn't about <laughs> lube or dildos or anything. Like, I needed, like, for real, like, real, real advice. And you came through in the clutch and had really good, clear thought measured response advice. Dude, and so I, I took it. So honestly, I was like, man, I'm halfway thinking, dude, just put the show in the steady hands. <laughs> like I said, of Matthew Fantone, first of his name, ruler of the Andals. No, you gave you gave, you gave me enough WrestleMania yesterday. I don't know if the no. audience is going to be able to take dude, another WrestleMania th- yeah, review. But that was lazy. This is necessity. <laughs> I kind of need you, dude. I kind of need you. Because here's the thing. Like, this, th- this thing I got is so, like, all... Like consuming, right. I don't even know like standard stuff. Like, did the Indians win last night? Uh, the Indians did win last See, night. The did Indians, not know the that. Indians did win last That's night. That's awesome. Opening game, uh, go try. Opening game there. They uh, they beat the they beat the Rangers. Um, Corey Kluber looked like he was having some issues up on the mound, but even considering that it wasn't his yeah, first game, yeah, first game back, and it yeah. wasn't his his best outing, but it was like ten consecutive strikeouts, dude. I mean, like he he's what? he's good. He's good. Wouldn't ten he's, consecutive strikeouts be most guys' best game? He's he's really really good. I mean, at, at the end of the day. The, the Indians nice. are the Indians are going to be good, and Corsionon, uh he's uh, he's he's obviously going to be a big addition. Michael Brantley making his return didn't look like he was back to two years ago shape, but it, you know it's first game back, so you're not going to be. Um, the thing I'll say about the Indians last night and and the return of baseball, and it's a very exciting time in the in the world of sports oh, fans. No, here we go. But dude, here's the thing with it is like. I get it. You know, anything comes back and you're going to be excited, especially after a World Series run. But it's like the way people were acting yesterday, like, oh, my gosh, what a blessing it is to have baseball back. And I'm like, the Indians were in last place when it came to attendance last year. Last place in attendance. And yesterday by social media. Weren't we bitching that there were more Cubs fans in the stadium during the World Series? Yeah, well, you know, that was was an expense thing. That was like, ah, Chicago's got more money than Cleveland. It's too rich for our blood. Like, but when it comes to a Tuesday afternoon in in June in the ballpark, dude, nobody's there. None of you are going. Everybody makes the argument to me that the NBA season's too long and that's why these guys want to rest. And and I was like, well, wait a minute. If the NBA season's too long, then how is baseball season not too long? Both are. Both are. There's no question about it. Both are. Really? Yes, dude. Yes, Given the collective bargaining agreement in the NBA and the money, dude, Mozgov now makes more than the entire starting pitching rotation for the Indians. The 82 games, that can't be a thing. But but let's look at baseball players who make a gross amount of money. No salary cap. Yeah, you're right. There's dudes who are bargains in baseball, and guys tend to get overpaid in basketball more. But when you get to the upper echelon, man, dude, baseball players get paid a sick amount of money. The thing that makes me sick about the NBA money, I'll be honest with you 
And I have said this many, many times. I think if you want to fix the NBA, you end guaranteed contracts and do hustle, guys play, and then all of a sudden now it's like the league controls you a little bit more and gets their arms around, you know, their, honestly, property and entities. I, I, I think that would totally help it. But the thing that drives me crazy about NBA salaries is, is that people go, people for some reason think because it's a professional sport that it should be on equal level of what like the NFL players get. And it's like, no, dude, you got to drag an NFL player off the field and you can be paralyzed, killed, all guys mentally incapacitated later in life. And those dudes still sign up to do it and they play every game and they can't wait to do it. And NBA, that's the thing that kind of drives me nuts about the NBA. Why don't you apply that to baseball? I mean, it's guaranteed contracts there. Dudes do the exact same I things. Think, I honestly think guaranteed contracts in sports is probably not the best way to go. I mean, dudes get overpaid all the time in baseball. It's a dudes rest. Yeah. Dudes rest in baseball. I all care the time. about baseball a little less than I do about the NBA and the NFL. So maybe that's why I not hit them so hard with just it. Seems, if I'm being honest, just seems to be a funny, uh, a funny moving goal line that we have with sports. Is like, well, dude, LeBron, he's doing it, and it's all wrong. Michael Brantley did it. That's ah, not that big of a deal. Guy needs a break. It's weird. It well, is. Well, baseball guys, I mean, dude, it, it, like if they break a nail, they're not playing the next day. There, There is some stuff in there. I would give you that. Like I said, I care about the MLB less than NBA or NFL. Not exclusively from you, but from the greater you. It's just like so much piss and vinegar when it comes to LeBron. And I think that's really where it all comes in. It's so much piss and vinegar and so much yeah. anger and so there's, much. So, that's one of those things where both sides are right. Like there's definitely piss and vinegar for LeBron, but he kind of brings it on himself a little. Baseball players take a break all the time. And I, like I said, dude, and, and more than anything this is a, more than the contracts more than players more than money this is about the fans and this is about like oh baseball it's, oh, it's so great to be back it's just the best part in the world just at the ballpark putting mustard on dogs and you think it's this like great romantic thing and you don't go to the effing game i said to somebody yesterday i have a great idea to fix baseball i i and, and i think it'll do it with part of the problem dude the stadiums are too big well, Dude, they're cavernous. And it's like a bar, right? Like, like if you go into a section where there's a lot of bars, yeah. and you walk past the bar, and the windows are see-through, and you look in there, and there's two people sitting at the bar, you're yeah, not yeah. going to go in, because it's a dead-ass party. Well, the same thing's true if I got the remote in my hand. If I flick on ESPN, and I'm watching a baseball game, there's 13 people in the stadium, guess what? It's pointing out that this thing isn't worth watching. You gotta, I think you, honestly, you gotta shrink it down to make the visuals good. Um, I think And that's you, why there's swimming pools in stadiums right, now. That's why you, they're doing that, but that's the wrong way. You've seen a move towards that, and, and 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 they get into this weird place though, because there are times you sell out. Opening day, you sell out. Playoffs yeah. throughout, you sell out. Even 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 hot series. You're giving they, me four out of like what one eighty six or so. Whatever even, it is. even when they get good, even when there's you have capacity to fill those seats, but on a regular basis, you're not doing it. You're not yeah. able to do it. You're not even to do it. Like you can't even sell out half, dude. And and I think you got to shrink them down. Just so happy, baseball's back. Oh, it's so great, baseball. Oh, baseball's the best sport in the world. You're an idiot if you don't like baseball. You know, somebody said to me, all right, because I was like, I was bragging a little bit. Because honestly, Fantone, this is the truth. Right. I legitimately hit one of the best golf shots of my life yesterday. Yeah, dude, you, uh, you're, you're a little proud about it on social I media was. yesterday. I know, seriously, all I right. was. Now, I played a confidence builder course, a little short place. Right. But a 100-yard shot is a 100-yard shot. I don't care where you are. Hey, dude, really banging out a five is still really banging it out, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. There you go. So I pull the 52-degree wedge, and I get it there, and I'm in three feet, and I make the birdie putt. On 18, the last hole. I played the back nine, but it was like the last hole. So, like, that's the last shot you make before you leave the course. You're feeling great. Stansberry walking away with a foot long. Right yeah, there. it's amazing. And so somebody said to me in the comments, and you say baseball is boring. 
And I said, well, yeah, dude, they don't let me play. Like, if I, if I showed up at Progressive, they were like, Stansbury on second. I'd be like, this game's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I, I play golf. That's what makes it exciting for me. And it's not that baseball's boring, but, like, I don't know. It's definitely the most boring out of the three big ones. It is. It's the less exciting of the television products. I love baseball there. I do. You get caught up in the history and the smell of it, and there's beer and hot dogs, and that's kind of cool, and that you can get me on anything at that point. And it's a little bit of a party atmosphere watching a sport where you're not freezing cold like you are in football season. The weather's nice. You're probably going to go to Panini's after the game and get falling down drunk. You're listing 100 things that have nothing to do with the game. Yeah, but ambiance is part of it, right? I mean, right? I mean, dude, if we don't give baseball ambiance, they got nothing. If we did all those things, you would have just as good of a time with no baseball game. If True. Did, I if, would go home if, thinking if, I saw a baseball game. If it was game. like, yo, bro, we're cracking beers and we're eating hot dogs, you're going to be like, yeah, man, that, that, that sounds fantastic. Well, did I do it in football season, too? My joke for 20 years has been I drink so much that I think that they won. That's how I handle Brown season. I have mastered something. What was that? Everybody knows I bought a new car from Wakeham. Yeah. Right? Bought a new car at Wakeham a few weeks yeah. ago. I have mastered something in that car that has me feeling like Jimmy Johnson. Okay. (laughs) Seriously, no. Like, dude, I'm telling you. I'm at NASCAR five-time champion. I think that's how many he's won. Five-time championville, right? No, I'm serious. I I am the Jimmy Johnson of this. And also, we bang on Florida a lot for their stupid criminals. Turns out we have a few in our own backyard. I'll tell you what I'm talking about next on Rock 106. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Can't charge and playoff mode tomorrow evening. Can't Civic Center. We'll get you into that game around 6.45 this morning. I believe John Holland going to join us. Yeah. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, your boy's making moves, getting things done for the Sandsbury Show. Nice getting the basketball players on the, uh, yeah. on the program. Yeah, Exci- like exciting for the uh, Canton Charge, man. Sixth consecutive year that they will be making a playoff Let's run. Get some charge goals in uh, Tickets are still available. See, and, he just uh, blows right by it because he works there. He doesn't want me to make his work situation nope, awkward. Nope, nope. That's, our, that's no. our thing today. We're not making each other's work situations awkward. We're helping each other, remember? Dude, I remember? Love, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I... You know what? You're right. That would be a total D move See? on my part See? to be like, you know what? You totally helped me this morning. Let me sink your second. Yeah, let me make things all uncomfortable here before you Let me sink your battleship. Uh, no, John Holland will be making an appearance. And exciting news for Canton Charge fans. Um, it has been announced that Kay Felder will be uh, playing for the charge. So he'll be oh, nice. he'll be a uh, starting point guard right there and uh, hopefully uh, taking out the Raptors 905 tomorrow night at the Civic Center. I got a pretty good uh, story about a Canton criminal. We'll get to that here okay. in a minute. But I, uh, I was saying... And I bought a new car from Wakeham. Yeah. And I love it. I ended yeah. up getting a uh, Honda Accord 2013. Yeah. I love it. It came with like a bunch of this like snazzy technology stuff. Boy, what a difference, man. You know, you go yeah. from a... Uh, you Dude, go- Bluetooth in the phone through the dash now and not like having to fumble around. That stuff's amazing. You, you go from a clunker into like a decent automobile and you're like, oh my God. What's funny is like... This. I, I want to like talk about all this stuff, but it, like most of the listeners are gonna be like, "Yeah, dude, I've had that in my car yeah. for like ten years. Like, past four years." <laughs> you know what I mean? Two thousand and seventeen. Some of us have had careers a while, Sansbury, right. and we've been able to keep them going the entire way. Right. There were no like breaks in between. So yeah, sorry, man. I had a few bumps in the road. Right. Twenty thirteen. It's a hot. Yeah, it was a hot year for cars. So you know, Wakeham ended up finding me exactly what I wanted. Right. And it came with this thing that I was scared to death to use when I first got it. Okay. 
And that is when you pull my car into reverse, it's got like the reverse camera in the dash. And I was saying before the break that I've become Jimmy Johnson of something. (laughs) And I said five-time championship, and I was corrected by the audience. Jake Hirschberger told me that Jimmy Johnson, listen to this, Fantone. This is amazing. No matter what the sport is, that guy's won seven championships. That's amazing. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if you give credibility to the sport, whatever. You win seven championships at anything, I'm looking at you like, okay, yeah, you're pretty good at that. You win, yeah, seven seven trophies are a big deal. That's how good I am at this. Yeah. What, using your backup cam? No. Why was this? Dude, this in two weeks' time has gone from, no, I ain't using that. I'm scared of it, and like I don't trust it, and like I, I don't know what to do, to now anywhere, anytime I challenge anybody, I can peer view camera my way into anything. I'm the Jimmy Johnson of that. Now, I understand that there is habit of looking at your mirrors, yeah. but like, what did don't you... Don't eat them. What did you distrust about the backup cam? What did you think? Well, because you don't know at first, because let's be honest, did I read the booklet? No. No. no so I was like, well, does it beep? Does it change Colors because yeah. it here's the thing it's yellow when right. you're going straight back but if you veer off for a little while or you steer to try to fit into something it becomes orange in that direction okay. so I was like well does it have it does it have an alarm does it beep does it turn red when I'm too close to something I didn't know and I was scared of it so I started practicing with it uh, like two weeks ago here in the building because I was like there's no cars in the back there's none right there's and so like I was like I'll start doing it in the background I'm like one of the first people here right. now I don't have to worry about smashing any. Anything. I was kind of wondering why you were parked so far back and you were always backed in over because the past it looks badass, like cigarettes rolled up in your <laughs> sleeve. That's why I did it because it looks badass. Um, so so you you, you fine tuned everything. You, you you're working your your backup camera now. The real the real test is here. Um, you got to go to the Walmart on Tusk probably on like the third of the month when welfare checks come out and go see how you do it though, dude. All right, so oh, I can one up you. Okay, I did it at Belden on Saturday. Jeez. Yeah, whipped Jeez. it right in there, and I made sure. There was two cars, one on each side there, whipped it right in there. I'm telling you, I'm the Jimmy Johnson of backup (laughs) camera parking. I am. I'm amazing at it. I can't be beat. I will. T- Here's the thing. I promise you this, Ken. I don't take days off in that. <laughs> no, he does not. 82 days straight I'm playing He's that like game. like Jordan in the flu game I'm right there, you, dude. He is. I'm amazing at it. Well, there you go. Now, does yours have, when you start backing out, if another like car in the parking lot comes, does it give you that beep? Mine well, does. Mine I, have, have, I, I, I have not been in that situation yet, okay. and as uh, previously stated, have not read the booklet. <laughs> so, I don't, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. All I know is I am proud of myself over absolutely nothing. Right. And I have mastered this thing that I was I like the first time I did it, I was like like when I bought the car and I saw that, I was like, Oh, I can't no, 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 I can't. I like next thing I know, because I thought to myself, I was like, You're an idiot. And so, like, you're going to try to use this thing because you got it. And then next thing you know, you're going to smash into somebody else's brand new car. Insurance right. going to skyrocket, go through the roof, right. can't have it. Whole thing ruined, right. And so I was like, no, you're not, dude, you're not letting a rear view camera assist beat you in life. You are going to hammer this out. And I put my mind to it, and I have mastered it. And in, like, two weeks' time, I've become the Jimmy Johnson of it. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Some may say that it is an unchallenged race that I have won, okay? <laughs> Some may say that, but I feel as if I've toppled it, and I feel very proud of myself. Dude, you want to complain about millennials? You want to complain about millennials? If there was a story I sent you, I don't hey, want to hey, do it. This, it's just... If I sent you a story and it said, hey, this millennial is proud of himself for learning how to use stick shift, you'd be like, oh, these stupid millennial participation plaques, everyone gets a trophy. They're young. It stands very no. winning, the, winning the Jimmy Johnson Award from using no. the backup Dude, camera. Dude, here's the thing. They're young. They're supposed to be good at 
quit the things. I'm past my prime. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. I'm I'm basically in the spray them with Glade and wipe them off. I'm basically in that department now of life. Everybody knows it. So no, I'm like at the my mom's bad at the computer place. So you know what I mean. So no, I feel as if I want to be crowned, anointed even maybe for this. Absolutely, I do. There you go. So it turns out Canton's got some of its own dumb criminals. It's not just Florida. Wait to hear this. Spending 30 days in jail apparently was uh, going to be a little bit too much for a Jackson Township man. I'm reading now from CantonRep.com. Kenan, and I hope I have this name right, Kenan M. Kataf, all of 19 years old, was going to jail Sunday evening to serve 30 days uh, for driving drunk. Again, I say this all the time, don't, don't, don't do that. Stupid. Of course not. Of course not. Corrections officers said then, you know, they search you down. Yeah, before okay. you go into the jail, they're going to yeah. do that. This kid tried to smuggle 15 Xanax pills into jail. Now, if you're on Xanax for a prescription, you know it will kind of calm you out. Like, a lot of people like to take it before they go on a plane because that's like stressful for people if they're afraid to fly. So if they have a prescription for Xanax, they'll take one, and it kind of like smooths you out, makes you okay with the anxiety. Or if they have a friend with Xanax... Or a cousin, or a, you know, oh, hey, yeah, yo, it's Xanax, it's no big deal. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a narcotic. It, yeah, it is. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, feel as is. if Fanto thinks maybe you guys have not heard that there's a prescription drug problem. Oh, and, and, oh, <laughs> don't call, you know, hey, give me an opportunity, I'm going to tell them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yes, Xanax is definitely, and you got to think, going into prison, going into jail stressful. for 30 days, that is going to be extremely stressful. Yeah, so I, I don't can, want anything to do with it. I, if you are a person who's prescribed that drug, but correct me if I'm wrong, you as a prisoner have a right to your prescription prescription medicines, right? Like, they can't not give you your scripts. Well, my guess is since he was hiding them and smuggling, probably not his prescription. But, my, I, yeah, I would imagine now that I'm sure back in the day it was like, tough it out, prisoner. But now in 2017, yeah, I'm sure enough people were like, well, you know, it's not really right to send them to jail without their Xanax. So, like, better give them their Xanax. And it's probably not right to send people to jail without their medicine. <laughs> like, I eh, mean, like, I don't you know. know what I mean? I Guilty. About, I'm a bread and water. Clank the, the cup on the bars. You know, nobody knows the sorrow. I'm one of those. Like, yeah. lock him up, throw away the key there. Um, Obviously, yeah, this guy was, was, was doing this because he was bringing in narcotics. This wasn't like sure. he was trying to just like, oh, I'm trying to bring in my diabetes medicine. Like... And so you look at the kid, and I, you know, you hate to speculate on race anymore, but he looks like a, he looks like a Caucasian young man, and he's got the long hair there. Okay, he's got a little bit of long hair. Tape the drugs behind his ear. Now he did not think. No, he's he's nineteen, and when you're nineteen, you're not world savvy yet. All right, but like you didn't Trust think me, they were. Yeah. I mean, you haven't seen enough like prison movies to know they're gonna move your hair to the side to search you. Like they search you pretty. I mean, you. So let me get this straight, kid. You know that when they go to book you into jail, they put a finger in your anus. But you didn't think maybe they were going to brush your hair to the side? Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, do criminals, like, here's the, I remember, like, when I was doing, you know when you're a kid and you start doing wrong things? And you, sure. you know, and my dad just sat me down. He said, Daniel, you're not smart enough to be a criminal. You better do. You better find something, something else, dude. Yeah. You better find something you're good at and put all your eggs in that basket. And work really hard towards it, man. Now, I don't think hair. I don't think that's a terrible hiding place outside because once you're going into prison, you know you're going to be searched. They're going to. They're going sure. to search for you. Yeah. But like, if you're a drug runner out there in the real world, I feel like that's probably a decent place to hide. You something. can maybe get through a traffic stop that right, way, but right, not being not in prison. A, okay, that's not me. <laughs> hey, you guys want drug run? Stands right. Show gonna teach you how at all of six thirty four in the morning. 
Good news for you is we do have Canton Charge tickets. That's yeah, a playoff do. game tomorrow night at the Civic Center. And we'll get you in for it next on Rock 106. All right. And uh, we'll take a listen to that uh, at uh, well, the end of the program. Last MGK song really sucked. I like MGK, but it was it was like one for the girls. So hopefully this one's a banger. Hopefully this I have not good. heard the MGK, so I don't mm-hmm. know. And uh, But I, I have been a fan of some of his stuff in the past. I you know I'm not one of those people that like likes to hate on MGK just because he's from here and I'll hate the thing that's cool from where I'm from. Right. Like I don't, I, you know what I mean? I'm not into that. Well, uh, yes, a little bit of hometown hatred goes to that guy. Mushroomhead gets that a lot too. He he also kind of puts it on himself a little bit. I can How? understand. I can understand why some people don't like Machine Gun Kelly. What is it that they would not like about Machine? I'm not questioning you. I'm just kind of curious. Um, I, I think number one, his rapping style. I can understand why you would feel like, oh my god, this guy's not even that good, and all he does is 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 talk about. You know, everyone talks about how great he is, and I guess that's a little bit of like, well, that's why there's hometown hatred because everyone else loves him so much. But I can understand why people don't like Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. I I, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I do. I get it. I mean, he's not my favorite or anything. I'm not going to argue like the, the artistic credibility right. of MGK. I'm not right. going to make that argument. You know what I mean? So yeah, I guess I see what you're saying there. So we'll uh, take a listen to his new song, New Eric Church, New Green Day. Like I said, Big Ugly coming Big out ugly. locally. Also, Big Chris ugly. Rock tickets 830. There you go. So when I was in high school, I um, one of my proms, I can't remember if it was my junior or my senior prom, I, and this won't even sound controversial now, but I took a black girl to prom. Okay. And then it was a little bit of a deal. Okay. Like it was a little bit of an issue. And that sounds crazy, but it was not like, like we're going to throw rocks at you when you, you, when, you know, on your, on your way into the door or anything. It wasn't that bad, but it was definitely a discussion in the school. And there were definitely strong opinions about it. What year was this? What I mean, like this had to be 92, um, 93, probably. It was probably 1993, 1993. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, the 90s weren't uh, the 60s. But at the same time, you're only a generation essentially removed from uh, civil rights era. You're a generation removed from segregation. It's not. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people lose perspective on. It's like, dude, this was 50 years ago. Wasn't 200 years ago. We're not talking about the Civil War. Like my uh, I will admit that my one of my grandparents, I won't tell you which one, but one of my grandparents had an issue with it. And not so much like she didn't say anything awful, but you could just tell she would have preferred that not be the situation. Sure. I mean, people of that generation are obviously going to we're going to have a bit of a struggle with a little it. bit of a different view. Not only a struggle with it when they see it out in public, but all of a sudden they're, they're little Danny, their little grandsons out there, you know. And I remember my pa- like my parents sat me down to talk to me about it and they did not have an issue with it. But what my father did make me aware of is that I may encounter people in the world who would. And so he then used this. And what do I always say about my dad? When, it, when a challenging thing came up in life, he didn't run from it. I don't know what to tell my kid. Like my dad sat me down and talked to me again. I was a teenager by this point. So you should. And he said to me, he's like, okay, so I, he's like, I've seen a preference in you here, Daniel. And he's like, and I don't have an issue, but I want you to understand that certain people in the world will, and this may complicate your life in a way that maybe you're not ready for just yet. Yeah. Daniel, if you want to date Miss Bad Bitch 1993, you're going to have some issues with And dude, that. that's exactly what Crystal was. That's exactly what she was. She was awesome. That she girl. had a leather African pennant. Those were big in the mid-90s. <laughs> Everybody was in cross colors. Right. Yes, everybody. I believe it was a cross colors prom dress. <laughs> I believe it was. Okay. As a matter of fact, my dad was doing a radio show then. I know radio station is no longer around WCRF. And, um, and, and like, I Christian became. Christian Family Radio. Exactly. I became like a topic of conversation on that program. 
And so, like, I know what it means. As a matter of fact, the other couple that went with us was an African-American male, my buddy, Meech, and he took a, a white woman named Nicole. Jeez, dude, named <laughs> Meech? Nickname, dude. Good Lord. Big Meech. That was his nickname. I don't know what it means. Apparently, it's a thing. But one of the and, most notorious drug dealers of, like, of, like, of American well, history. Well, he was not. He was a hardworking kid from Mr. Hero. We were in 10th grade or whatever the hell it was. And he took a white girl, woman, whatever, Nicole. And so, as a matter of fact, when we went to her family to take prom photos, we swapped dates for the pictures so her parents would not know. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's the welcome to the 90s. Like, that's, I mean, dude, things were a little bit different. Um, I would assume that... I mean, you gotta remember, this is like right around Rodney King. Like, this right. is right around all that. Right, and I mean... I OJ may have been a thing, right? No, that was after. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, you know, the LA riots are going on, things like that, and I mean, yeah. sure, sure, there's there's some... Uh, yeah, I like, was in school when that happened. Racial tension, tensions in the country. For sure there we've, were. We've seen those recently, and I just have to assume that outside of Louisville, this it doesn't exist in the world, but no, yes, it does, dude. I'm telling you right Jeez. now, there's people who... Apparently, have to, I haven't spent enough time in Louisville to find <laughs> out what's going on out there. There's... Well, it's not too hard to figure out. No, I think it's no. You're walking hard. me right yeah, to it. Yeah, it. Um, but it's it it still exists. I mean, I'm sure there's still parents who are like, you're not bringing that blank around here. Not bringing that blank around here. I did all you're gonna do, and this isn't really what this whole story was about. You, all you're gonna do is drive your kid right to that thing. Of Just course, so you know, that's course. all you're gonna do is drive your kid right to it. So I set this whole thing up to understand that I have taken. I was part of a controversial prom date. Okay. And so I understand how that could be an issue for a student. All right. And in Alabama, this has come up again. Okay. Because some young high school kid wanted to take his grandmother to prom Jeez. and the school won't let him do it. Bryce Maine is in a tough spot. They say you cannot bring your grandma unless your grandma happens to be under the age of 20, which I bet Alabama is the only state where that would even be <laughs> remotely possible. Okay. Okay. But he's not allowed to bring his date because she's never gone to her. He was, you know, she never got to go to her own prom. He wanted to take grandma to her prom, this nice, sweet thing, and they won't let him. Okay. And so now he's causing like this huge ruckus over grandma not being allowed to go to the prom. So, and of course, they got the 90 year old out there in the prom dress and glasses making you feel all sad for her. But there's a very good reason why they're not going to let him take his grandmother to prom. So uh, when you first started this, I was like, well, dude, gross. If he's taking his grandma to prom and he wants to like hook up, but this isn't that. No. This isn't like, well, you know, Alabama. Well, it was Alabama. Right. No, right, yeah, you're you throw right. all these circumstances no, you're right. in there. It's not too much of a leap for me. Um, but so this is him. Grandma, you never got to go to your prom. You're dying of cancer. I know your final wish is to see me happy. And, and uh, sh- Okay. I, I, I see the sweetness in that. I see the... Yeah, but you can't let it happen. Okay. You can't let it happen. And okay. they And, and, and they kind of give you a hint as to why by saying that unless she's under the age of 20. This is about stopping creepy dudes from dating high school chicks and going to prom, right? This is about stopping a 21-year-old being a part of a prom party. That way, less of a chance somebody's buying you alcohol. That's what this whole thing's about. Well, you can't make special circumstances then, because then some 19-year-old girl is going to come to school and be like, no, my 21-year-old boyfriend really loves me. Like He totally does. It's not creepy at all. Like He totally loves me. You know what I mean? And then now you're going to have to move it. You you can't make special circumstances for family. You can't make special circumstances in like... It's almost worse for a prom date. Yes, but like... you know, oh, man, my mom wants to go. And I mean, it's weird. Th- th- there is a point of like, well, I mean, it's sweet. It's on that. It's on that line of is this sweet or sad? Like sometimes I see that with my mom. Like, is this sweet or sad? Um, it's definitely. I mean, a little bit sad. I mean, and then you brought up that they show the picture of like the grandma standing there in sure. the prom dress. And yeah, it, does, it, it looks sad. There's no question about it. Um, 
I don't know. I just obviously, you know, rules are rules and they exist for a reason. Damn right they do. But there's exceptions to rules, and I I don't know. I guess. But can I make the can I can I make the argument of dude, well, it's Alabama. They're trying to stop twenty-two-year-old dudes with t-tops pulling up and banging high school chicks. That's what they're trying to do. And it, honestly, if I bet if you're listening to us right now and you have a high school daughter, you're thankful for that. You, I bet you're like, you know what? I didn't even think of that, but that's exactly why that's the rule. I uh, I, right? I, I, I yes, and I, I I get that as a date. But if you're bringing somebody as like a guest, I guess, and maybe the difference there of it's a family member, it's not somebody that I'm romantically involved with, or not somebody that you know. As somebody that has, because I mean, it's okay. Would it be okay if a parent went to prom in the sense of I want to chaperone my kid and make sure that they don't get into trouble? Well, I, yeah, I mean that. I, I well, I think that's a very different issue. I think is signing up for chaperones has always been part of the prom, and so like that's a that's a position they're looking to fill. You're not a you're not attending as like the date. Company, so could the grandma be a chaperone? That, well, that's what he should have done. Dress. Is just enlisted her as a chaperone. Now, see, uh, you know, uh, a listener of ours, Chris, tweets in and says, "My kids go to West Branch, and they're told you're not allowed to bring anybody over the age of twenty. And twenty's the cutoff because of alcohol purchase Dude, for sure. I feel like I feel like twenty is too old. I feel like if you're twenty years old, you should be like, eh, maybe a failed fifth grade. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, sorry. I mean, like, honestly, I guess twice though. I mean, ni- nineteen <laughs> only because it's possible for you to be nineteen and still be in high say, school. Yeah. But dude, by the age of twenty, like, I don't know. Sorry, if your girlfriend's two years younger than you, she's just gonna so, have to go oh, with her friends. Wait, hold on a second, dude. So, like, if so let's say, let, let's say, because, and again, you gotta change it here. Sure. So, if a twenty-year-old woman's in college and her boyfriend's still in high school, he's eighteen. It's his senior year. She can't go to his prom. That seems no, a little weird. No, I, I I feel like that's appropriate. Like, no, you can't do that. Like, I you, mean, you're a twenty year old. You I, are a grown adult. Like, I, I wonder. Like, I don't remember my prom anybody being there who wasn't there, who wasn't in school anymore. Right. Like, so I wonder if when I was in school, did they have the rule that you had to be a student? No, because you can't because you're allowed to date people. Bring like other to, school. Yeah, to I went to Twinsburg so you could date somebody from Seoul and but, bring them. But over the age of 19. As a matter of fact, I did. Over the age of 19, welcome to the world of adults. Like, and there comes, you know... There I mean, comes, at some point, you got to separate adults and kids, right? Right. There comes to be a point where it's like, this is the cutoff, this is the cutoff point. And if, you know, sorry that your girlfriend's still in high school, but why is your girlfriend still in high school? You're, you're an adult. You're a 20 year old. What are you doing with a girlfriend still in high school? I mean, dude, I can't be the guy that sits in here and knocks people for dating younger women, right? I mean, like, I get it, but, like, I women, can't be that guy. Women is the key difference in what okay. you just said, okay. dude, not girls. All right, as long as I feel like I'm not being piled women. on, then you're allowed to have any damn opinion you want, Fantone. That's a different no- thing. <laughs> It is a different thing. A Thank different you. Thing. No, it's it a different is. thing. Thank Once you for that. Over the age 18, do whatever you want. Coming up, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday, New MGK, New Air Church, New Green Day. But we do have Canton Charge tickets for you now yeah. as they are in playoff mode tomorrow night at the Civic Center. We'll take caller 10 right now, 1-800-243-7625. You're getting hooked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. More Sansbury Show on the way next. Playoff mode, baby. Maybe that's when he's at. Cena style, baby. No, Let's go George. We, were, uh, we, we had a meeting today. It's been rescheduled now. We're going to do it on Thursday. Yeah. But like initially, we had like a, like a, like a huge meeting with everybody in the building today. Right. And so I came collared. Yeah. I got the button down, got the collar on, looking good. Really right? Fancy. I was like, yeah, we go fancy. Like normally I'm just like a black t-shirt right. and a pair of jeans. Like I, I pulled the whole well, you know, it worked for, you know, what's his name in Californication, so I'll just wear black t-shirts and jeans and I'll be cool. I don't have the Porsche, but that's all right. Like, well, I kind of do that. 
One of the many uh, perks of working in radio is that what you look like really doesn't matter. So on a regular basis, it's starting to matter more and more I, I, now. You know, I understand why. Uh, why I understand? You know, why 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 fashion sense isn't necessarily the no, first. Oh yeah, thing. got the collar on. It's not the first thing you think of at three thirty in the morning. But no. Sansbury went schnazzy today. Up went early, little, shower, got the collar on. But the whole fancy. thing got here, found out, meeting canceled. Gonna be Thursday, so, so dude, I'm showing bitch. up in my jammies on Thursday. Just Sansbury was footy pajamas. Milk stains on the shirt, still, you know, chugging yeah, the milk, milk on yeah, my way sure, to the meeting. That's, Absolutely. That's yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I can't do this two days a week. Uh, I mean, come uh, on. I got things to be doing. Okay. So there's only a few more uh, games left in the NBA regular season. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about that is is if you follow the Cavs, follow LeBron, you kind of know that once playoffs start, he goes into, like, social media lockdown mode. Correct. Because then again, his life starts to get really important. So what does he do? He hyperly focuses on basketball. Yeah, I know he, uh, he shuts down a lot of his personal life once it gets into playoff mode. I think he... Uh, I think he doesn't, I don't want to say like builds distance between his family and him, but I think that's kind of a part of it too. Well, does that, he, I mean, he has said he spends more time in his gym at his house. Right. Like, you know, he's like, you know, he'll practice shooting, you know, free throws and that kind of stuff and, and like that thing. And, you know, obviously a balancing act there because even as LeBron James, he's still a father and you still have a responsibility to your kids more than anybody else on the face of the planet. But if you Remember want, when NBA father was like an anomaly? Remember but, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, but, the 90s. you know, I, and LeBron has bucked trends when it comes to stereotypes Plenty of NBA of players. Yeah, plenty of throughout things. his career. Yeah, and that's um, actually a proud thing for us. But the thing is with it, that is like, yes, I have a responsibility to you as a father, and I have a responsibility to you as a husband. But if you like what we do here, if you like the LeBron James compound here, you need to let me do this for a couple months. I got to be here. LeBron James. You got exactly. you, you got to give me two months here to go to go do this. Well, that's one of the things I like about him. I do like that when you know when the playoffs come, when finals come, like he's like on social media lockdown. Now he's a little petty the rest of the year with it, sure. like all that stuff. But sure. Whatever, everybody's got their shortcomings. But he was all over Twitter last night, apparently during this national championship game, which I believe North Carolina, uh, you know, they, uh, they had toppled uh, Gonzaga there. Now, I was kind of bummed out. I had the Ducks going the whole way, and I said even in the, you know, early, I said, oh, you know, I'm betting Oregon because, you know, I live there, but I don't think they can make it. I don't think they will make it. They actually got further than I thought they would. But then when it was Gonzaga, North Carolina, I kind of wanted Gonzaga to win. I feel like, you know, Gonzaga's kind of that team. They've been hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And, like, I just wanted to see him win it. I feel like, you know, and I guess this is kind of going back to when, when the NCAA tournament was a little bit more relevant, a little bit more important. Um, but I feel like Gonzaga, Gonzaga was kind of like, what do I want to say, Xavier there, where it's like everybody jumped on that bandwagon. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, dude, that's that's my underdog team. And so a little bit of me, and, and, and a part of it is because I'm rooting I don't, against them. Right, rooting okay. against them. And I, I dislike Adam Morrison too, and he was he was big in the Zags camp there. So uh, that's another reason why I kind of kind of dislike the Zags. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't have any personal thing with it, and so I was like, you know, I, I feel like they've been, you know, a team that's been knocking on the door, and so I sure. thought it'd be kind of cool if, you know, they made it. Sure, I also think it's cool, UNC won their, I think it's their sixth title there, which is an impressive thing to do. Is that Roy Williams? The, that yeah, that when you when you think about, like, how, how many teams play for the NCAA championship every year, and how much, you know, how many good college basketball programs there are, to win six, obviously, you are a program that is upper echelon, well, I said about Jimmy by Johnson definition earlier. of the word, right? Yeah, I mean, right. you Win seven, six, seven championships. I don't right. care what the sport is. That's impressive. Right. So apparently there were officiating issues in this game last night, as we've seen a lot in all kind of championships games recently. Right. All games recently. So I don't know if the technology is so much better that we can see so much more, or is it like a lot of other industries where the qualifications of the people we're hiring to do the job aren't as stringent as they should be? Oh, I don't know. I would say, if anything, that professional sports have probably become more, you know, stringent is about that right? who they're hiring. Yeah. So dude. maybe we're just seeing I mean, more better camera angles than the the, like. the, the, the the money exists there, and I mean, I'm sure referees are being paid 
paid more than they've ever been paid in their history, and I'm sure they go through more training now, and I'm sure there's more, you know... Uh, because the, we question it more right, now. More, so, more so, critical eyes on them than ever before. You want the answers. Uh, but with that being said, like... There's going to be human error, and I, I think I think that's almost a part of the game. Is like, yes, I can certainly understand that there was a couple of, of of officiating errors last night. I know at one point a guy was out of bounds. I know at one point a guy had his foot on the line while he was shooting a free throw, and everybody kind of was like, "Well, blah, blah. but it's like that's part of the game, and like right. that's a part of like I'm looking at the photo. Like, there's like you know the ball's on the ground. Two you know two players are going for it, and the North Carolina player does. He has his hand out of bounds, which I guess makes you ineligible. To like, yeah. you know, grab the ball or whatever. Yeah. I don't know totally the rules of basketball, but like, it seems like you know there were a lot of issues with the officiating. So much so that local basketball superstar LeBron James said, "Man, I can't watch this anymore. Man, I would like to see the kids decide who wins the game. I mean, bruh, SMH, which means shake my head for all of you that are my age and have no idea what that means. So that's what you know. That's what that means there. So you know, it took. So this was so bad. He felt the desire and the need to have to say something about it. Well, you know, and obviously I think LeBron as an upper echelon athlete is going to have a different perspective on that than, than most people. Well, plus it's also probably nice to question the officials and know it doesn't and, affect right. your life whatsoever and, at and, all because he'll get fined in the NBA. And, and, and I guess that's the thing, too, is that you see this across the board. I mean, I guess baseball, you know, has has made plenty of, of steps towards kind of fixing their, their errors there when it comes to, like, you know, uh, replays and, 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 you know, obviously they have the, the, the pitch tracker where you can actually see where the pitch was as opposed to just what the umpire called it. But I mean, all, all officials in all sports have, you know, implemented some sort of a replay system, have implemented some sort of a, you there know. There was an issue with the baseball replay system during the Indians game last night, right? Right. So like with, with, with all that being said, I mean, you, you can work towards a more perfect product, but you're never going to accomplish it unless you want to start doing I don't want to say what golf did with that Lexi Thompson chick or whatever. Is that no? I don't want that. I don't. Well, I don't want. No, I don't. Because, I, dude, I thought about that. I was like, you know where this is going to eventually go. You know where. You know where the American public wants this to go is when a call is made. You want to vote via American Idol and then decide what's a foul, what's not. That's what America wants. And I'm telling you that if we get there, sports are ruined. Right. And 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 if we, I think if we get to the point where it's essentially robotic umpires, where it's like, well, we can tell if the basketball went out of bounds because of, you know, we've got a tracker in there. It'll be too technical. Right. You'll it, lose the nuance of the game. There, there's a little bit of, of the human element that needs to be a part of it. I agree. And, and, and guys and women, men and women need to be able to make that judgment call as an official and how I saw it. And I, I want I want the right call to be made in sports. Always. I do. I, and, and I, I want, I want the be, rightful winner is what I want. I want there to be replays. I want there to be, you know, uh, evaluations of officiating. Like one of the things when, when, when the Cavs and the Warriors were going at it and there was a lot of issues in the finals and people were complaining about it. And I know, you know, Steph Curry's wife was talking about how the thing was fixed or whatever. You have to go back and reevaluate how the officials did. It's not going to change the outcome of the game. Like uh, the game's over, the clock hit zero zero, done. Like the no, game- but you got to look at it because you got to make sure the right guys are on the court next year. The right guys are on the court that the right rules are being enforced. That everything's happening the way that it's supposed to. You know that it's supposed to go. So I, uh, I, I, I support the idea of introducing technology into officiating and making it as clear as you possibly can. But it's a fine line, like everything else with it technology, can't, it can't eliminate. It can't eliminate humans. It can't it's, eliminate the. the but human that world. is where we will be. I mean, aren't they talking about putting chips in the basketballs now and like all this other stuff? And now, like, I think a lot of good can come from that. I don't. I, I don't know if that's unfair. Like, it's just like you know what the chip's going to tell you that all of these guys 
technically don't dribble properly and that it's all over the hand carry. And I'm telling you, like once you get really technical, that that loose style of play is all technically against rules of play. And that there and that on that's why it's always got to be a human being kind of looking at it cuz you need leeway cuz that's what makes the game interesting to watch. The thing is though is that that's when you start to get superstar calls, that's when you start to get home court calls and that's when people are like what the yeah. you know. So I mean with the good comes the bad, I guess, but there's you got to keep working towards it and realize that you're never going to get to the perfect to the perfect. No, call. it's not nothing should be perfected, especially like that. It's because you need some of those moments like some of the some of the loss in that is, is what drives sports fandom. It really does. So Uber apparently is in the crosshairs of people again. They think they they people seem to think that this is like super controversial what Uber is doing now, okay. and I don't necessarily see it that way. So we'll explain it to you next on Rock 106. Or what kind of MP3 player you're using, right? right? Yeah, Kleenex, Kleenex right. and that kind Jacuzzi, of thing. Right. And Uber's kind of been like turned into that word, right? And I, Uber is you know ahead of the curve when it comes to Lyft. I mean, like I have Lyft, but I feel like whenever I go to they say use it's cheaper. Lyft, I, I, I just always feel like it's like, oh, uh, 35 minutes for a pickup. I'll just go to Uber. Who cares? I have noticed that down here, uh, I will, that, that, yes, I have noticed that, that Lyft is reliable, yes, but they do seem to be a longer wait period than Uber. I think there's just more people driving for Uber. Yeah, I was going to say less drivers. And so I've kind of like hailed these companies. I kind of like them, right? Mm-hmm. Because I believe it, it helps people make some extra money on the side. I don't think in Canton, Ohio, you could make a living driving Uber, but could you supplement your income? Is it a decent second job? I believe that it probably is. Yeah, and obviously, depending on who you are and what your schedule is, it's a great benefit. Like, you know, obviously the concept of busy lifestyles and kids and all these different things, but if you're able to, hey, I can just work for an hour and a half while I've got an hour and a half to work You can work when you want. Right. I I think there's real benefit to that. Um, The only thing I'll say about Canton, could you make a life doing it? Mm, the only, the only thing that makes me think yes is the airport, and I don't know how how frequently, if you just sit outside that airport, you're getting used. I've asked Uber drivers in the area, I said, could you live on this? Yeah. And more often than not, they tell me no, but they say you can't. Like A guy told me the other day when he, I, I took a ride, and he said, you know, there were like three days last week where I made about you know, 125 a day. I was like, okay, okay yeah, well, that's yeah, not so bad. Right. I mean, like, again, it wasn't his only job. He has right. another job. Right. And so I was like, okay, man, if you can make $125 a day at a second job, right. that's a good lick. Right. Like, that's not a bad thing to get. And so I, you know, I've kind of like pushed people like, hey, man, you should maybe think about doing this. Now, I understand that Uber itself, the company itself, has been marred by some controversy, right? There was the video of like the CEO, like honestly being really rude to one of their drivers. Um, they're one of these companies where I've heard there's been some sexually inappropriateness happening in the offices there. And I th- believe the CEO, I'm going to paraphrase here, don't quote me, that uh, the CEO had come out and said, we're no longer going to tolerate like the genius jerk thing that kind of happens yeah. in Silicon Valley. The bro culture. Yeah, the bro culture. They're not going to do it. You know, they're going to address it and not allow that to happen. Now, look, I don't know the inner workings of the whole thing. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. And so for that, like, I just kind of like using the service. Um, and, you know, I he addressed his own behavior and we're going to change the culture and all those different things. And like, I guess like, yeah, that's, that's it's, it's good lip to hear. service. It totally that's is. good to hear. Um, but does it matter to me? in the big picture of like, cause there's sexual harassment happening at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? There's sexual harassment or there's issues in at any Walmart. company in America. And dude, you get enough people working in one place and there's going to I, be issues. And yes, this is what course. I always say. This is why you got to be real careful about taking up for a cause and trying to take a company down. Because if we look into the companies, your favorite companies, we're going to find it there too. I So thank you for bringing but that up. I, I, I guess, I guess, is it, is it, is it a systematic thing where it's an accepted culture and everybody's okay?
okay with it, or is it just one dick boss that's you know running running a store in Canton and just being a, a creep? My guess is it's one guy, and 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 and, and, and I don't believe in. Well, I guess Uber I can't seems say like that. it's a systematic thing. It seems like it's a bigger. You it know, seems like well, things flow downhill, right. and he seems to have a lackadaisical attitude about being a CEO and a boss. I will admit that. But now they're in trouble with like the online Twitter review board of the world for something that they're doing. Now, if you don't know, there's no set schedule for Uber. You work when you want. Right. But what Uber needs is for you to work as, mo- as, as long as humanly possible because otherwise it's not convenient for you and I to use it. As many, the more drivers you have out there, the more business you're going to get. Of and course. so they're... And I don't know what Uber drivers get paid, what the percentage, I don't know how they get paid. I don't know any of that stuff. So, like, should they probably make more money for doing what they're doing? I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, like most jobs in America, you probably deserve more money than what you're being paid right now. Sure. Okay, so I'll give that part up. Sure. But they're now, Uber is, is they're in trouble because they're, what the, they're saying people are, you're using psychological tricks to convince workers to work longer hours. Okay, well, Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You're a corporation. You can quit Uber anytime you want. You don't have to do it. They're not coming to your house, to, to, you know, kidnapping you and putting you in a car and making you do it, right? So if they are going to put things into their apps and into their systems that will kind of trick somebody into working, you know, two more hours, I'm totally for it. And here's how they're doing it, okay? They, again, I don't believe you can make like a full time living driving Uber, okay? Not here. You can't other places. Maybe I mean, New York. I think yeah. you'd have to be in a pretty big city. I really do because I've talked to people even in Cleveland who say no, I couldn't do it. I, I think any any major city with Chicago, right? Any major city, I think you you, you could. I'm sure you the know, top make fifteen a life of it. cities in the country, Philadelphia, those kind of places. Yeah, I bet you probably could. Right? It just hasn't swept all over everywhere yet. And there's not enough people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's, there's only what hundred thousand people here. Just not enough people right. to to sustain. You know, a, a a an economy based on that. Like, so what they're doing is that they're asking their drivers to set earning goals. Okay. Okay. And so you set a goal. This is how much money I want to make. Okay. Right. And so what they'll do now, as you go to log off the app as a driver, it'll tell you. You're only forty. You're only this amount away from you know hitting your earning goal, and so what happens there is the human brain goes, "All right, just stick it out until I make this fifty bucks." Yeah. And what is the problem with that? What is the problem? It's not. It's not forcing you to do no, it. So no, I don't no, no, understand no. what the issue is. I, I, I guess the you know not an issue with it, but like my my thing is that with an Uber driver, you don't necessarily know how much money you're going to make an hour. So like most jobs, it's like all right, dude, if I can just power through these next two hours, I'll make my hundred and fifty bucks for the day, and fine, I'm I'm good. You could end up there for another four hours. That doesn't. I'm not trying to like use that as like oh well, they can't do that because really at the end of the day, every company on the face of the planet uses psychological tricks to like make you feel better about where you work i mean it goes from like people who put inspirational posters up on the wall to like team meetings where it's like hey we're gonna build the team, team build morale like, things like that yeah, yeah. And, and, that's and, all that is and that's an important part of a business huge place. it really is i say it all the time no more i and, and this is i'm not trying to knock my boss but dude more team building more morale building should be done in this place i believe that's just my opinion yeah but the beatings will continue until morale <laughs> approves around here another thing uber is doing to, to kind of help their drivers stay on the road more and I just think this is smart. I don't think it's a predatory or anything like I think it's smart. They're adopting what Netflix does. You know how like when you watch a show on Netflix, sure. like it'll automatically go to the next show. In sure. 16 seconds it'll do this or press now to go now. 
It's automatically, it, it, so that's installed so you keep binge watching, so they keep your eyes longer, right? That's what everybody wants, is you using whatever product it is as much as humanly possible. So what Uber's doing for their drivers now, and again, I don't see an issue here, is that when you're, like, let's say I'm driving you home, and I'm almost to the destination, it will pop up now and allow Uber drivers to pick, set their next appointment before this current ride is over, going into the binge driving mm. thing here now. Yeah, but you're driving. I don't know if that's necessarily. Don't give me that until the car is. You know what I'm saying? Like until the car is. Until I've reached my okay. final destination. If you want to feels... make it to where it doesn't do that until yeah. you're at a stoplight, okay. Like I could get there, but I don't think it's a psychological trick or like this awful like thing. I don't. Somewhere along the line, the American worker went to my boss is asking me to do my job and that's unfair, and I don't know when that happened. But I know it was not just one side of the story that's wrong. I understand that companies have continuously started to treat their employees worse over the years, and through that, the employees started to treat their job less like it matters over the years. And it's twofold. And I don't know how you fix it, because the truth of the matter is, I can tell you, just work harder. But if you show up tomorrow and do your job to the best of your ability, and you do that every day for the next yeah. year, honestly, in most jobs, nobody's going to notice. No guarantee. You know what I'm nobody's saying? Gonna we, notice. we all act like, oh, if I just work hard enough, someone's going to... No, but no, it's not true. I carry that attitude a lot, but the truth is, it, it, for most people at their jobs, you could do it above and beyond the call of duty every day for the next five years, and somebody might not notice. And so I understand how that human being mentality creeps. I do. Even I if they don't notice, you're not getting anything for it. Yeah, sure. Hey, employee of the month. Congratulations. Honestly, bud. you'll probably anything. The more often than not in most crappy companies, you'll probably just be extorted and they'll end up firing somebody and continuously having you do their job, your job and everybody else's job for the same amount of money and not give you a raise. Unfortunately, a lot of the times in America that is the case and they learned it from watching the radio companies too. <laughs> 8:30 we'll pass out Chris Rock tickets. Uh, he's playing the State Theater 420. We'll get you into that on Rock 1069. You know, when I uh when I hand the aux cord to my girlfriend and I'm like, baby, yeah, whatever you Eric pick it Church out. It. She picks out Eric Church, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm all it's right. It's not the worst, it. right? Not the worst. Yeah, no, he's all right. Not I like him. Worst. So uh, we'll take a listen to his new song, Round Here Buzz. Right. And uh, that'll be second out of the gate for New Jersey. Right. So I got to ask you a pretty personal question here, Phantom. Okay. And this is a little morbid, a little weird to think about even, but if you could choose the way to die, which way would you choose? Old and in my bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody's I gonna take the coward's way out. Yeah, That's what I would say too. Of course, dude. I mean, like you know, you you, you look at the different In your ways, sleep, right? You look at the different ways that people have passed that you love. You know, just whether you're looking at your relatives or whatever. But like, God, I can't think of anything worse than dealing with like a chronic disease, like cancer or Alzheimer's or something like that, and just slowly deteriorating your health away. I mean, that that seems awful. Um, well, uh, old and in your bed kind of is that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm saying like you, you, one day you go to sleep and the next day you don't wake up. Yeah, that's, like that's, I freak a. That's what I want. Right. Something something in your sleep, like something. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, I want to die while having sex. That is the last thing I want to die while having doing, dude. No, do you have any idea how selfish that is? You're going to, like, scar somebody for the rest of their life. How terrifying that would be to have yeah. somebody die while they're inside of you, like, as a woman? That would be awful. So for me to... to, me to Although I got to admit, if the woman died, I would feel like the most powerful man Jeez. alive. Look at the power I yield Look with this thing. thing. Look at it. It's got, <laughs> can snuff the life out of you. Gosh. I'm a dude. Nobody's got to pick up behind that good. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one there. So I, I feel like I probably won't get lucky enough to go out the way I want to. Okay. okay? Nobody does. 
But I think I might have found a way where I might be that this might happen to me as a guy died in Denver. All right. And I think this could happen to me. He choked to death at Voodoo Donuts in Denver. Is that like a hipster donut place? Yeah, so Voodoo Donuts started in Portland, Oregon, and it's actually awesome. And it's one of those places that it's been on all those Food Network shows and all that stuff that it's so goddamn popular now, you can't even get in there. Uh, Like, they've had to open like 25 of them. If you're lucky enough to go to the original... Voodoo Donut in Portland, Oregon. It is It is something kind of special. If you go there, you should do it. It's like the thing. Yeah, I think I can remember an episode of like Man vs. Food or Diners, Drives, and Dumps or whatever the hell those shows are called. I think I can remember one of them going to, going to Voodoo Donuts. And like, listen, don't get me wrong. Donuts are great. And there's a, uh, what I want to say, like a gourmet donut place around here called uh, Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. Again, originally out of Oregon and opened up here. <sighs> but like, dude, I don't know. Just let me go to Dunkin' Donuts. Let me go to the Giant Eagle Bakery. And I don't see why we have to make like artisan donuts. Like, Okay, all right, guys. Like, like, Voodoo Donuts was, like, the first person to put bacon on, oh, on like, a maple bar, right? Oh, so Travis Malou, 42, died Sunday while attempting to down a half-pound glazed Jesus, donut. Dude, Jesus. They say the cause pounder. of death was officially asphyxia due to obstruction of the airway, and, of course, that's going to happen when you're trying to choke down something super fast. He was, uh, Malou was taking the shop's Tex-Ass Challenge, which requires participants to consume the colossal donut. It's... Would equal about six regular donuts, okay. and you have an 80-second time limit, so oh, under a minute and a half. Oh, I was going to say six donuts. Yeah, you could do it, but, I, but a 90, in under 90 seconds? Jeez, man, that'd be really hard. That's really tough. <laughs> so he yeah. died, and I could totally see this happening to me. I could see it, because like, I'm one of those guys. Like If I go into a place and there's an all-you-can-eat challenge, I'm intrigued. It might as well be a naked woman standing at that board, because I'm staring at it like, I bet I could do that. I bet I, I, I think I could do it. I think I could do this. As a matter of fact, I once said to the sales department, because web content is like all the rage right now in radio, right? Sure. It's not enough to do a good radio show anymore. No. Now we got to do TV shows online too, right? Right. And so it, it's, which honestly kind of annoys me if right. I'm being totally honest. It totally does. We'll, we'll, we'll share the same video that the other station shared right. and we'll play Kid Rock all summer long. It's going to be great. There you it's go. Be Just great. Dude, make them all, love it. dude, screw brands. Brands are bad. Mix them all together. Everyone's going to love and it. And so I once said, I was like, why don't we get the list of the best eating challenges in Stark County right. and I'll go do them and we'll fill them and we'll put it up online and restaurants will We'll get involved. And listeners will think it's funny. Look, he is a fat ass. That boy can't stop eating all the macaroni and cheese. Give it all to him. The the only concern I would have with that is is that you wouldn't be able to accomplish them, and it would turn into a Stansberry defeat tour. Because I know it sounds like, dude, ass Stansberry's a fat ass, and dude, he'll be able to eat anything. But dude, some of these eating challenges are ridiculous, and okay. you're not going to be able to go through it. Okay, so like I pulled a few of them up here. Now, okay. obviously, nobody's got the complete list, but eatfeats.com. Sure. And I went to the Ohio section, sure. and I found the Canton restaurants. Okay. Okay. All right. It says here, Schnobs Burgers. There's a triple triple eating challenge. Apparently, it's three triple cheeseburgers, Jeez. fries, and a 24 ounce drink. I bet I could do that. I don't, I haven't seen them. Yeah. I don't know how big they are, but I get. I dude. I, there was a time where if you brought me like three triples from Wendy's, I could do that. That's what I was going to say. There's a difference between a triple cheeseburger from McDonald's and a triple cheeseburger from like a burger. They're place. probably thick like, ass burgers, quarter pound burgers, right. as opposed to just those little you know dollar burgers. Also at the Hideaway Buffalo Grill, apparently there's the pork chop challenge. Three pounds of pork chops of in. You God. can do it Wednesday and Friday after five p.m. I know I could eat three pounds of pork chops. Three pounds of pork chops <laughs> and side dishes. All right, well then, dude. Wednesday, Friday, it seems like we got something to do. <laughs> and then the big one here is apparently the Hall of Famer eating challenge at George's oh, Lounge. Yeah. And it's a, like large fries, kamikaze sauce, and milkshake comes with that. So I have this pulled up via their actual website, georgescanton.com. 
says, uh, the Hall of Famer is a good challenge for those who like gut-busting amounts of delicious food for free. Enshrinement into the exclusive club and internal joy. It includes a triple gorgeous George burger, six burger patties, bacon, sautéed onion, mushrooms, egg, kamikaze sauce on an egg bun, large hand-cut French fries, kamikaze sauce, and a blend of their handcrafted sauce, and then a milkshake. So here's the thing. I honestly think that if I were allowed to substitute the mushrooms off because I don't enjoy them and it just ruins food for me, mushrooms does, if we could find another way, I think I could do the Hall of Famer eating challenge. Uh, I do. I'm looking at some of the guys who did it. They look pretty skinny. I'm doubting, dude. I am 100% doubting here. I feel like that is a, an, a gross amount of food, and I, I think you're getting halfway through it, and you're going to throw the towel, and you're be like, dude, it's not worth this. Okay. Like, Coming out of Alliance now, I'm hearing the got? King Kong Challenge at Doug's Classic 57. The I don't King know. It, 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 I guess it's right across the street from Mount Union, Jay okay. says, and apparently, dude, I'm looking into that. I want that. That's not, dude. Doug's Classic kind of sounds like a hot dog joint. Is that what that is? If it's a hot dog eating challenge, I'm totally in. Um, I, I, now, I mean, we can do Kobayashi. We can we can go Stansberry. Stansberry takes on the world. I'm like I said. I'm the the concern here, and I've 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 had friends that have done this. I had a buddy who was at George's. No, well, I mean, eating challenges. Okay, okay. Well, I had a buddy who was almost five spins, dude, almost five hundred pounds, and he Dear couldn't God. and he couldn't make it through. He's like, dude, your jaws get tired. He's like, you get sick of the food. He's like, you don't want to eat it anymore. I always thought girls were lying about that. That really not, does happen, and it's not. Not enjoyable. It's not like you know. You're not getting. You know when they bring all that food out too. It's not like they're bringing you out like the fries fresh when you want them. It's like, dude, you get this. You get your hour and a half to eat it, and by the time it's all cold and sitting there for 45 minutes, you're gonna be like, dude, I don't want to do this crap. The fries is what gets you, dude. A large it's, fry. It's honestly, it's all that salt and that carb, and that you're gonna get sick of that taste. Big ass milkshake too, dude. A milkshake having it just just holding you down. Like the oh. trick is the, the trick there is is to not wait on the shake. You gotta go shake and you gotta go through with the shake. You do go on dessert first. No, yeah, I'm, I'm saying you gotta go alongside. Okay. You can't save it thinking, okay, end. I'll have dessert at the end. You nah, can't do it. Gotta yeah. go along the way. Well, dude, I mean, you've got plenty and of options. The trick is you got to eat before you go. You do like people. No, seriously, <laughs> like no, not, not five minutes before you go. But like people will make the mistake of I'm not going to eat all day. And then I'll go. And the problem is you can't eat as much then. It's like it's Thanksgiving, like, dude. You need to have a little breakfast. Little yeah. stretch out there. Little stretch out there. I think I could do these. And honestly, I think we should maybe get you know the whole staff involved and maybe film this stuff and get it on. I think it'd be good web content. Don't you people want to see me almost throw up on yeah. food? Sansbury just puke. <laughs> all right, maybe. Maybe not. All right. There's a local Canton City Councilman who feels like our city is trashy and he's out to fix it. I'll explain that to you. But first, let's hook you up with these Canton Charge yeah. tickets as they play tomorrow night. Yeah. Charge playoff action tomorrow night. Civic Center. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And again, Canton gets less trashy next on the Sandsbury. Councilman here. Mm-hmm. Frank Morris out of D9 yeah. uh, believes that Canton's just a little too trashy. And wants to clean it up. And I can't necessarily knock that effort. Now, I believe what happens here is no matter what, all cities have a trash problem, have a littering problem. Sure. Okay? Um, you get this many people together, and you know, that's going to happen. But he feels like this is really an issue here. Now, I'll say this. I've lived here now three years, whatever it is. And, you know, I've been around. I've seen enough stuff. I don't overly get the sense that we're overly littered with trash here. Like, I've lived in other places where I maybe noticed it more than here. I don't necessarily get that feeling, but, you know, he's been here a lot longer than I am. 
once upon a time, has. once upon a time, I agreed with you, and I think that was actually something that that we that we had talked about. Is like, well, it's not not that much trash on the streets down right. here, but I feel like that's mostly downtown. Since I have moved into a neighborhood, dude, I am blown away by the amount of trash. Is that right? Now I understand that after winter, there's going to be that like, well, the snow melted, and now we finally see everything that got thrown out the car window over the course of winter, and we're sitting early in sure. the springtime, and maybe the cleanup crews haven't necessarily been around. But I mean, I I live in District Five now. And I, I, I am I honestly I'm like a little bit like I don't want to say embarrassed, but like I'm a little bit like, God damn it, neighbors, like pick the trash up out of your yard. I'm telling you, like the, the two houses down from me, like all on the side of their garage, there is just trash. And it's like that's blown into my yard. And when it blows, sounds in, like there might be trash in their house. <laughs> when it when it blows into my yard, I'm going to go get it. There's like that little like island that separates the street from one side. Yeah, to the I other. would too, because I wouldn't want people to think it was me. And, and there's just trash all through, just littered in that island. And it's like, guys, I understand that probably a vast majority of people back there like me are renters, but like, let's show a little bit of pride in where we live. Let's try to not, I mean, I'm not saying you have to do major renovations to your home. I'm just saying pick the goddamn trash up out of your yard. I think that's a very reasonable thing that's to do. That's a tempered, yeah, that's, a, right. that's totally fine. Right. I'm totally fine with that. So what Frank Morris wants to do is he wants to, stiffer the, he wants to stiffen the penalties for this. Okay. And I guess that's probably the only way to curb anything. And he says the city fine for first-time offenders would be 150 bucks. Second time around, he wants 500 And then repeat offenders within a two-year period would face escalating misdemeanor charges. And then essentially what he wants to do down the road is he wants you then to be part of a crew that goes out and yeah. has to clean up the trash and can't. Now, you and I did this with a couple of uh, you know, can't police officers that one day. Yeah, yeah, with Project Rebuild, you, I, cops, and uh, a bunch of students from that organization. We actually kind of went through a little bit of a tough neighborhood there and, uh, and, 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 and put an effort for than that but like it's amazing what a difference it can make when you just pick up trash like it makes how much better it makes a neighborhood look i don't know what what's that lock right there called where we were across the street from those hotels that's got a, it, it has that name but that was pretty trashy in there right. we cleaned up that whole thing and it did it looked so much better when we were done right and i mean like obviously you know i don't expect everybody to you know volunteer to be a part of that effort but it's like at least, you know, the people who are caught and convicted of this, yeah, you should have to go out there and clean it up. Like, yeah, that's that's totally appropriate. Now, is this, if they catch me throwing a McDonald's bag out my window, if they catch me throwing a cigarette butt out my window, if my yard's too messy, like, what are the terms and conditions of being a litter? I believe nothing should be thrown from the, the window is going to be right. their stance, right? Like, even, like, I remember, like, when I was a kid, right? I was driving down the street. Obviously, I wasn't driving, but my father was driving down the street, and I was riding shotgun, and my father was eating an apple. And he rolled the window down and he threw the core out. And I said to him, you just did you littered. And he said to me, trying to make his son shut up, that's biodegradable. It's going to go right back into the earth and that will be fine. But I'm willing to bet that that is not going to be the outlook Apple cores and bananas peels are still trash. Yes, right. But 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 at least there is an argument there. There's some sort of 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 of, of well, this is my logic behind it. You can't make that argument when you throw a McDonald's bag out the window, or you can't make that argument when you when you you know when you're just littering. So like apple core out the window, it's kind of and I guess cigarette butts aren't the same thing at all because they're not biodegradable. Right. But it's a little those bit, can collect. It's a little bit like well, it's such a minor thing, but I guess those accumulate. So you know, I don't know if that's minor anymore I, I, if it's biodegradable i think you have an argument uh, that's at least something I, I right i'll give you that my i would still prefer you not throw it out of the car right you know what i mean right. and he says here i want to make sure i have his quote right i don't want to put words into a councilman's mouth 
And uh, he says, from a signage perspective, we certainly will do anything and everything we can to publicize and promote and educate the general public on this issue. And so, yeah, I mean, he says, uh, let me see, small street signs like those used for the designated outdoor refreshment area cost about 50 bucks each. And a three foot wine sign uh, costs about 175 each. The actual cost and timeline of installation will depend on design and production. They're talking about putting up notification of this is going to happen because what you can't do is like enact laws, not tell people and then, you know, you know, charge them a bunch of stuff. But litter laws are already on the books. And right. I don't know if it's necessarily you need to know what the punishments are to do that now. I will say this, that in my adult life, I will not roll the window down and throw something out of my car. It feels like a trashy thing to do. It is. It, it is. It feels like a, honestly, it feels like a, to me, and I'm not trying to judge you, although I'm totally trying yeah. to judge you, it is a scumbag move it is. to like roll the window down and throw something out of the car. Now, this is one of those things in life where I believe that when you're younger, you just don't think about it. Now, this younger generation might. You know what I mean? Because they seem to be more cause oriented than my generation was when we were that age. So I, I you know, I don't know about millennials, but it's, it, but in my life, it was one of those things where when I was younger, I didn't understand, or maybe that it's that I didn't care, care. about yeah. mother earth and the people that did were kind of annoying. So whatever, here comes the bag out the window. But I hit a point in my life where I, I guess this is adulthood where it just is like, that's not acceptable behavior for an adult to do. It, it, it is trashy behavior. And if you're listening right now and you're pissed at us and oh, I throw trash out the window all the time, that's trashy. I'm sorry. It is it, 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 that, that on itself. And it's not a question. It's not a question about like, are you a mother earth loving hippie? Do you like to hug a tree, dude? That's the way it's, it's keeping, always been seen, but it's keeping garbage off of my streets. It's not anything to do with, oh, I gotta save Mother Earth and the whales and the planet and all that. No, it's I don't want goddamn trash rolling through my neighborhood. That's I, why uh, tumbleweeds full of trash is what's going down Maryland right now, and I don't understand why people think that makes me a hippie. No, clean up your yard. Councilman Frank Morris went on to say, I think we're getting to the point where the little things that make the city a lot better we're neglecting. Mm-hmm. We're always looking at the wow factor, but we're becoming a pretty dirty city. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying there, and again, we're reading from the cantonrep.com, is that everybody looks at like this, like a huge problem of how do we solve that, where the little things honestly add up, stack up, and then become a big problem. Combination of all things there. I mean, obviously, yes, you have to make big, bold actions, and I, I, I fully encourage the, uh, the, the, the city council to continue making those moves and continue to think big picture, but you have to pay attention to the details as well. And, and uh, you know, if, if nothing else, just what a difference it makes aesthetically when you drive down a street and there's not trash everywhere. I mean, it really is like trash and, and boarded up windows, and like, it just, it Gives you that depressed feeling that depressed I shouldn't look. be driving exactly. here. Exactly, broken windows, boarded up windows, trash all over the streets. What do you think? Mean, what do you think? I uh, I have no problem that if you're caught more than once because it's littering. It's not something you have to do. It's not something no. right. You know what I mean? And so if you get caught more than once, I would have absolutely no problem voting for yeah. Get your ass out there on a Sunday and then clean up the streets. Then I, I will take it a step further. I feel like it is not out of line for you as a a a, a citizen of this of this community to clean up. Your yard, and if, if if the city council or or the, oh, the you should be zoning law, if the zoning yeah. if the zoning board with drives through and you've got trash in your yard, get your ass out there and clean it up. Yeah. And number two, you're going out there this weekend to clean up your whole neighborhood. Yeah. Take pride in yourself. I people. would, uh, yeah, that's God. really what it is, and that's really what it is. And honestly, I would have no issue where if you get busted of you having to go out and be part of the collection service. Because like I said, as a dude, I just reached a point in my life where I was like, this is not acceptable. Canton sucks. Canton sucks. I hate this city. I hate this town. Throw your trash out the window. F 
you. There, wow. Fantos a little, Fantos a little angry. I am. He's a little angry at the litterers. We do have Chris Rock tickets and the best reason not to leave sex toys laying around the house. Okay. You get, <laughs> <laughs> all right. you get both next on Rock 106. Then, you know, that's why other than just pounding, that's why you need to offer something else, not only as a lover, but as a human being, as, as, as a person where it's like, yeah, okay, other things can, can reach me to, or take me to climax, but there's also, you know, I guess other, other things that you offer. Yeah, like money. Yeah, Take yeah, off your clothes. Right. But a young couple got themselves in trouble by using a sex toy. Okay. Ben Louder, 20, and his girlfriend Amy, 18, were having sex, got done, and they left his pink, vibrating penis ring on the end table. Okay. Now, that's not good. No, unless you, you live want to put it, the sex toys away. Unless you live in your own house, and then it's even like, still, yeah. I mean, you don't want to just leave. Think them about or, what you just got done doing, the regions that you were using, and think about other things you put on the end table. I, and I guess more than anything, there it's kind of gross. You, you kind of need to go wash those, if not immediately, shortly thereafter. Like you just can't leave them laying around because you're definitely going to get a urinary tract infection if you do that. Like you, you got to wash them. So apparently, what had happened is that their niece found the penis ring, wrapped it around her wrist, and somebody had taken a photo of the the, the child not realizing, just was like, oh, posted it online, and then what happens? Users see it and go, oh my God, that is a vibrating penis ring, and this little girl has it wrapped around her wrist. That's embarrassing. You don't want that. And I would imagine today... That child protective services get called at some point, right? Probably have to. Yeah. Now I, mean. I understand that it's different than drugs because if it, if you leave drugs laying around and kick can ingest it, they can die. Right. Okay. But should you maybe be charged for something? I'm, I'm just I'm asking the question. I'm not saying you should um, because, dude. I mean, it's sexually inappropriate and it's a kid, like a yeah, small child. But it's not anything graphic. It's not anything that you know is dangerous to the kid or anything like that. I mean, honestly, right, I would have to make leeway there from a kid's perspective. I mean, how does how is that any different than a watch? I can't tell time. I don't know what the hell. I'm just putting on a watch because I know that that's where it goes. Yeah, I guess they're knowing what it is or being able to tell that something's off about it is where the infraction really comes into Uh play there. I will say this, having a niece who's turning 12 today, as a matter of fact, happy birthday, Grace. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, That if I were in Vegas and this, and like I had somebody over for the evening and then the next day, like my niece found this, put it around her wrist, I would, it would be a while before I felt comfortable going back to my brother's oh, house. Oh, dude, my brother would murder me. Murder me, dude. Like, 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 like strangle yeah. me, like as the, like watch the light come out of my eyes. You, you got what? Kill me. Is it got, two or three nephews? I got, I got three, two nephews and a niece. Okay, so like, th- and they live close, so yeah. it's definitely possible for your brother to call you and be like, hey, you guys need to babysit Friday night, sure. please. It's completely. Right? And if this happened, you're, yeah, your brother, your brother's wife, I can only amaze strangle me. Yeah, I I've mean, met her. She seems like like an adult, like like a like a yeah. well to do like adult who would be like my idiot brother in law, and that's exactly what my sister in law would say too. Obviously, you know you, you as and uh, dude, uh, your niece is coming over. Like it's not like this was your kid, and your kid's always there, and they happen to go into the naughty drawer and grab something out and not understand. That's almost it. unavoidable on some right, point. right, 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 right. But this is your niece coming over to visit. Uh, you might want to start cleaning sex toys up when you have family coming over. Seems pretty reasonable. <laughs> See, if we can get to the logical point of this now, again, the man's twenty, the woman's eighteen. You just look at the world through it like a simpler filter 
why do you need a C-ring at age 20? I guess because it's a vibrator, but this, I didn't really need a C-ring at age 20. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, I think I was the diamond cutters back then, right? Like, I mean, dude, it's just, you don't need a C-ring for that. You catch me the right day at 4 o'clock in the morning, I might still be. <laughs> dude, it's 8 o'clock at night where it becomes an issue. All right, we do have Chris Rock tickets. We want to pass them out, so let's do that. Okay. We'll take caller 15, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the State Theater April the 20th to check out Chris Rock. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of the program. Getting closer to New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Uh, we got new MGK, new Eric Church, new Green Day, and then locally, the Big Ugly. Take a listen to all that. Found not one, but two more four-packs of tickets for the Canton Charge tomorrow night. There you go. As they're in playoff mode, first game of the playoffs tomorrow night. We'll get you into that two more times this morning. Your boy Kay Felder will be out there, so I'm feeling good about the charge, man. Yeah, that is big for them. That is big for them, dude. Guy's going to go out. He's uh, he's hopefully going to be able to play throughout the playoffs. Have a little, little Sanders and Larry Sanders action there, too. Wouldn't be too bad, so we'll see. Uh, this is breaking news. We just found this out during uh, during the break there. Okay. Little little breaking news there. Breaking news. <clears throat> Tony Romo to retire from the NFL. It's going to go into broadcasting. This says here, ESPN is reporting that Tony Romo has officially decided to retire. Now, I know he's got great single season stats. People say he's like one of the best, you know, um, regular season, you know, quarterbacks of all time. But they feel like he's like kind of a. Like an overall bust in the sense that he couldn't never win big games. I don't know if that's fair or not. I don't know enough about Tony Romo's career to know that to be true. Uh, are, we, are we gonna say the same thing about Dan Marino? You know what I mean? Like, isn't that isn't that the always the thing? Oh, he's so great, he was oh and he never got Best it over. Arm, Char- Charles Barkley, we can say the same thing about him. I don't know why Tony Romo has to carry that cross while other dudes get a get a pass from it. God damn, Joe Thomas is going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Never won in anything, never won a small game. Ouch. Right? Right? If we're going by all, well, your yeah. team can't win games. Well, dude, goddamn, Joe Thomas, pro football, first ballot, first I, ballot. I believe Tony Romo has the best fourth quarter rating, maybe, uh, the, like the last 10 years. I don't know, something I, I've heard. Like, And I think Tony's probably a better quarterback than people gave him credit for. The all-time leading stats passer when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And I mean, Cowboys have had some pretty good quarterbacks, dude. Have a pretty, pretty, pretty decent you know, list there. I mean, I can go with two right off the top of my head that were legends. I mean, Staubach played there and Aikman, right? Correct. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good. Aikman's pretty good. So, if I'm Tony Romo... All right. As a fan, I got to be honest with you. I feel like this is a career unfinished. I feel like there's playoff games in this kid. I feel like there maybe isn't even a Super Bowl at kid in this man. Now, you, you definitely make the argument that he might not be 16 games durable, and then you start talking playoffs, Super Bowl, probably, was it 18, 19 games it has to be or whatever by the end of it? Like, so I, you can make that argument because the last couple of years he hasn't been able to do it. Maybe you could rest him in like week four or maybe in like week eight, maybe in like week 12 or something. But like I that. was really one of these guys who thought he was going to end up in one of these really good, promising Tony Romo situations, where if you're the Arizona Cardinals... And Carson Palmer's getting up there, too, and he's had trouble getting over that hump. Maybe Tony Romo's the fit. 
I liked, I thought that when I kept hearing on TV that the Houston Texans may be interested in Tony Romo, I was like, well, there you go. Bill O'Brien, the head coach of that team, has had that team in the playoff hunt year after year at year with terrible quarterback play. If you give them a competent quarterback, honestly, you give them a competent quarterback this last season, they beat New England in that game. They had New England beat. And obviously, teams are desperate for quarterbacks throughout the NFL. Unless you, de- there's a franchise pretty close. Unless you definitively have your guy, everyone is desperate. Everyone's in that desperation mode, and will make moves when it comes to the most important position in sports. There. I mean, all I keep hearing is how the NFL's crazy for not looking at Colin Kaepernick. What do you mean, like, dude? Guys aren't going to look at Romo. Um, see, here's the thing, though. Is I don't know if it's necessarily teams aren't looking at Romo. I think there's plenty of teams that would that would give their left nut to get Tony Romo. He doesn't want to go team. where the. Where the- because Jerry said at first he had hinted he was going to release him. Yep. And then what had happened is Belichick wasn't going to let go of Garoppolo for nothing. And so then it became like, well, why would we give up Tony Romo? And so then it became, no, nah, well, now we want to trade him. And then Tony kind of felt like, I'm guessing here, I'm speculating here. Tony kind of felt like, well, wait a minute. This is walking back on what we said. You're not going to control my destiny. Fox Sports, I would imagine, or CBS Sports or NBC Sports, somebody is probably sitting there, open arms, good-looking guy, got the name, got the career, got the whole thing. And, dude, he's a shoe-in for the broadcasting booth. He charismatic guy. I mean, I feel like every time I've seen a camera on him, he's got that smile and he's like, you know, cheesing in the right direction and knows what he's doing. Um, and, And I guess there's a little bit of... Of, yeah, if, if I'm Tony Romo and do I have another year in me? Do I have another two years in me? Do I have another three years in me? Maybe. But what if I get paralyzed? Right. What if this, what <laughs> if this doesn't work out? What if I play that next year and I get nothing out of it? I get traded to Atlanta or I get traded to uh, the Houston Texans or I get traded to wherever. I get nothing out of it except for solely in the name of, of my reputation of like, hey, I was the greatest quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys ever. And, you know, why would you? Why oh, would he'll you, go in their ring of honor. So why would you want to? I don't know about the Hall of Fame, but he'll go in their ring of honor. Why would you want to gamble with that? You you, you don't have a guarantee that you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And I guess Peyton didn't either when he went to the Broncos, but like at least he had a a clear path. There. It's a really good roster. He controlled his destiny. There was the, 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 I, I think there were a little bit of you know different things there. Um, so yeah, I do think you're right about that. And I don't I'm sure it's his wife. I'm sure it's his wife saying, you know what? We got a couple of kids. You're healthy, Tony. Right. At the end of the day, like, you're not healthy. You're not football healthy, but you're life healthy. And so at the end of the day, before you get ruined, you can still run around the yard and play with our kids and be home, be a dad. And she probably talked to him about it. And let's be honest. Broadcasting is so, it may be longer hours, but it's less work than being a football player for sure. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is. And I, I, I guess, you know, when, when you put it through that filter, of you know your family's coming at you saying, "Dad, your brain's not messed up. You're still able to walk." We have all the money we're ever going to need. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. And in the end, broadcasting is probably going to pay you more. Pretty well, at probably least, more. I mean. Gruden makes way more money in the in the ESPN booth than a everybody else at ESPN. Why do you think they're firing everybody at ESPN? It's to pay Gruden. That's part of the reason. And so, like, you're going to make more money in the booth anyway. You're not going to risk your body. And now we're putting it through a logical filter of, like, a regular person. Also, we're broadcasters, so we know. It's like, dude, this job's great. Job. Why, why, why wouldn't you want to do this? But it, we're not, we haven't been professional football players, man. And I think that there is something about that where, where you've tasted that. It's better to let it go. 
sure, there's there's definitely that. I mean, you've seen countless guys who were unable to hang it up when they were supposed to, and and, and due to due to really did tarnish the reputation and kind of tarnish the name and the legacy that they that they made in the NFL or whatever pro sport that they played. And I, I think it shows a lot of maturity from Tony Romo to be like. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be Brett Favre. I don't. I don't want to be Michael Jordan after playing for the Wizards. I don't. I don't want to do that. And I don't. You know, I'm not saying he's Brett Favre or Michael Jordan, but you don't want to be that guy. He's closer to Favre than Jordan. I'll say that. I think you know what I mean. I, I think because I think Jordan, the separation in their sports, respectfully, Jordan is far separated from Brett, Brett Favre. Yeah, but I mean, Favre's a, you know like, but he's iconic. First, yeah, I get what you're saying. Hall of Famer, you yeah, know? I get what so you're saying for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's at that level, but I see you know rather than get pushed out, step out. I feel like that's a a noble thing to do. Yeah, I mean, the money's going to be too lucrative in the broadcasting booth. I mean, they're going to trip over themselves to sign that kid. I don't want to get out of here before doing a Florida file story. Okay. And if I told you, Fantone, off the top of my head, if I said, hey, I'm going to mix the Florida files, a teacher and a student, your first instinct is going to be what? There's going to be a lot of sex in there. There's going to have to be. Yeah, no, Florida, Florida, not this time. Not this time. This time, it's an intoxicated teacher wanted Waffle House so bad, a 32-year-old high school math teacher let a 14-year-old student driver while she was drinking, and she wanted the Waffle House there. Dear God. Well, I, As we spent a half hour earlier this morning talking about Uber, here it is again. I, Uber will happily take your drunk ass to the Waffle House. Where? Okay, so I'm drunk. Where Where am I at? And I'm a teacher. I'm, I'm a drunk teacher. Right. Am I at home? Am I at the bar? How do I get a 14-year-old, one of my high school students, into my automobile. Was I drunk at school? According to police, she had five drinks, was too drunk to drive when uh, she and the 14-year-old were pulled over around 11.15 Eastern Sunday night. There's no way they're not having sex. Police say there was an open beer in the cup holder as the car as well, according to police. The teen is her boyfriend's son. Okay, so she told officers she wanted him to drive to the Waffle House. Now, all right, she's drunk, which changes everything. But I was just playing golf with a buddy of mine the other day who told me, he's like, yeah, every once in a while I'll let my kid drive. It's like, yeah, every once in a while, he's like, you know, it's like kind of father-son passing the torch thing there. Letting and, him drive on the streets? Ah, dude, you, that's, that's not going to stand up in the court of law. Dude, if you're, in, no, if, 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 if you're in a parking lot and you're letting your 14-year-old, hey, let's just see how the car works. Come on, dude. Yeah, I, I trust you. We're sitting here together. Yeah, dude, you can, you, can, you can make that argument. But, dude, if you're letting your kid out on the streets, that's grossly well, irresponsible. Well, he, he did not specify, but I know he's listening, so I'm sure he'll tweet <laughs> and be like, quit making fun of me, you dicks. But... So, okay, I, I I mean, you can't let a 14-year-old drive on the street to a Waffle House. It, you ain't, can't. it ain't the 1970s anymore where you can kind of like, oh, well, boys will be boys, and ah, dude, just, you know. I guarantee, oh, I can't say I guarantee, but I bet when I was growing up, because my, my dad's mom drank a lot. Sure. Okay, she, she my, my grandmother, Josephine, she was a Genesee cream ale There you like, go. Like, there was always, like, a, a case of cream ale in there. And so occasionally she would get a little too hammered. And so <laughs> I'm wondering that if, like, in... I don't know, like 1988, like if she just said, you need to drive me home. If we would have gotten pulled over, I, I, were times that different then? I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to remember, this is 1988 when you could walk up to the gas station with a note from your mom and, and go buy, buy cigarettes. cigarettes. When you could go, yeah. when you could, when uh, we talked about it yesterday, when a cop would pull you over and you were drunk, they would follow you home and be like, oh, Daryl just had too many. You know what it might be? It might be one of those things where back then the news would have been like, and this brave young boy steps up and drives his parent home. Where now in this decade, it's like, terrible parent has kids 
drive. Now, it's a terrible. You're a terrible parent. Okay, yes, I think it's probably closer to bad parenting. Like I think it's definitely closer to that. But welcome to Tampa, Florida, where that's a regular occurrence. We do have not one but two more four packs of Canton Charge tickets for that playoff game tomorrow night. We'll give you the first one right now. We'll take caller twenty one eight hundred two four three seven six two five, and then start New Turd Tuesday with brand new MGK next on Rock one zero six nine. Turd or not, New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Getting ready to start New Tour Tuesday now. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. If you're new to the program, this is how it works. We take songs from all different formats, take a listen to them. But you're a rock station! And then we judge them. Yeah, I don't care. Shows Shut up. We work at a rock station, shows mass appeal. People who don't like rock music like the program. So we try to involve everybody into the system. And, and, and what do you do when you walk into like a store and Metallica's not playing? Do you tell them to turn the music off? No, you have to listen to it. What are you doing when your wife's driving? Do you, do you say, bitch, I'm turning the radio station? Well, maybe you do, but you shouldn't. Let other people pick the music sometimes. It's yeah, fine. Absolutely. So we normally start rap top 40-ish. You know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> Move into the country, and then we say, kind of save the rock for the like the last there, and then we'll throw in a local, which we do have today from a band called The Big Ugly. But we're going to start with local rapper MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, and the song is called At My Best. Uh, I don't think you're getting start. what you want. Not a good start. Oh. God, we've already got a chick singing right out of the gate, dude. Right out of the gate. MGK couldn't come out, start rapping about doing drugs and cutting himself with a Jack Daniels bottle. We got to have some broad singing to start it off. Damn right. If you can't handle me my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Uh, no, what I want is for you to be a grown up and be like closer to your best. You know, raise your averages, woman. Get get me to like closer to your best more often than not. Stop making me have to like work down and like accept you for your problems. You know what? Grow up and fix yourself as much as you possibly can so we can be happy. How's the matter with people today? It's that your best doesn't counterbalance your worst. Your worst is too bad, and your best isn't good enough. I wrote the song as a message for help on behalf of anybody finding themselves. I wrote this letter to numb your pain. Cause every day I wake up, I'm feeling the same. I got issues just like you got issues. I've been hurt, I've seen the scar tissue. If I showed you, would you run away? Do I gotta hide them for you? Stay, do I even need you? Should I leave you? Do I gotta be you just to please you? Do I say I'm all good when I bleed you through my heart? Quit tearing mine apart. Son of a bitch, dude. Son of a You know what this reminds me of? Honestly, and people probably hate this comparison because it happens way too often with Machine Gun Kelly. But doesn't this kind of sound like the Eminem recovery album stuff? Um, it kind of sure, sounds like that. Sure, I mean, dude, all, and that was a low light, all, in my opinion. All white rappers get into this territory of like you only have three songs that you can really write. Like you can have the fun, the fun track, party track. Oh, you can you can have the you can have the uh, me versus the world track. Nobody because believes I'm white. In me. Nobody thinks I can do and this. And then it's my relationship issues. And here's obviously the yeah. the, 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 the relationship. Take the n word away from a rapper, dude, and it limits the format. Very limited. 
And like, here we are at the beginning. Oh, yeah, dude, MGK. I like that guy. Uh, I do. Hey, it's going to be good. God, I've dude. always been a supporter. I, and more than Eminem, this reminds me of LL Cool J when Jeez. well, when he decided to go from like making songs into making songs for girls. And somewhere along the line, he did that. And that's when I was like, dude, Kangle hat, I'm done with that. I'm ripping it. I'm not a part of that anymore. Ladies love Cool J. And apparently, I mean, you know, that's, that's, I, that's how you write a hit. But dude, it's not how you write a good song. Fair. Oh, if you can't take me when I'm all pilled out and drunk, you don't deserve me S in your D. You're going to do it anyway. You're all drunk and pilled out. Gotta keep my head up. Shh. Gotta keep his head up. Just, just He's got to keep it up. Life is about making mistakes. It's also about trying to be great. Right. God, that's awful. I know you fed up. You fall, get up. Casey Jesus says he hasn't said till I die yet or said EST yeah. or any of that stuff yet. He Surprising. says, I'm done. This is horrible. Surprising. Um, I bet you there was a little bit of the record label was like, dude, enough of the lace up. Listen, idiot. We get it. You're from Cleveland. Stop yelling that. Stop yelling right. lace up. Have this broad sing the hook and we're going to sell a million records. Even though one of his songs, uh, Till I Die, was actually all about that in the beginning. He says, yeah, the label, tell me, stop screaming. Cleveland from every stage, but I never will. Well, do it. And honestly, he should. Yeah. If you want to be mass appeal, you kind of have to. And dude, with the lace up thing, you tried. It's been four years and it hasn't caught on in that culture. Like, you know what I mean? It's caught on in this area. In his culture. And, it, it, and like and like the MGK fans. I used to date this chick that was an MGK oh, fan. Oh, why and would like, you do it? Well, I mean, that's why it never turned into anything. I was just like, I can't, I can't take you seriously as like a person. Did you like, get ESTXX tattooed on your arm? I can't take you seriously. No, you fed up. You fuck it up. It's all in us I can speak about it cause I did it true ladies and gentlemen here's the exhibit it's my life look a little closer you can see the highlights gold ain't always golden but I told him look at all the years I've been waiting for a moment shed a lot of tears just a smile in the morning tell me could you love me tell me could you love me tell me could you love me if I told you He gets a little lazy with the writing MGK does. Oh, yeah. He gets a little lazy with the pen. Especially with these style of songs. You can be lazy, dude. Doesn't matter what you're saying right there. You got some broad singing in the background, and and you've got enough chicks that are going to listen to this song and be like, oh, he's so broken. MGK, I just wish I could take him home and fix him. Ugh. Dude, write songs about smoking weed. Wild and out, dude. That's what I want to hear. Yell EST. Yell Lace Up. Song, 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 You guys remember that song Superman by Eminem? Yeah, we're just going to re-record that one. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's gone. Who cares? He's gone out of his way to copy it. Be over. Got to keep it going. Yeah. Keep it moving. Got to keep my head up. Oh, got to keep his head up. Got to keep my head up. Oh. Life is about. Life's so hard. Life's so hard for MGK. Is that the end of that? Oh, thank oh, God. Dear God. Can thank you Let's make it God. official. It's a turn. Yeah, it's awful, dude. Yeah, man. I got to go the same way.
It's a turd. Oh, that's a turd. Not real wild about that. Brand new Eric Church round here. Buzz up next on Rock 106.9. He, he said it was a hip track. We listen to new songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, did the new MGK at my best. We both voted that a turd because it was not very good. No, it was bad. Still to come is New Green Day and then locally a band called The Big Ugly. But before we get there, we have to take a listen to uh, the country selection from this week. And we went with Eric Church because, well, personally, I'm a fan. And Fantone uh, hates the bro country, but you do have a tolerance, at least. I bet that's the right word for Eric Church. Um, I, like I said earlier, I, I just think um, he's a better songwriter. There's no question about that. I feel like the music is more complex. There's more depth to it. And, you know, I, uh, I, I don't mind the chief there. I also get, will give him credit. I, it wasn't the last time he was in town, but it was the time before that at the queue. Like, I, I guess like a bunch of dudes in his band got the flu or whatever. And then he went out there, kind of stripped down just the guitar, finished the show, and like kind of put the whole show on, on his back personally without like the backing stuff, and like nailed it. Yeah, the, he was just at the queue, I think, a month ago or whatever, and people just would not shut up about how good he is. Yeah. So, uh, and then what did he play? Clay's Park not that long ago too, right? Wasn't that last country? Uh, fest? Yeah, last, last country, country fest, fest, fest was part of that. Yeah. He, I, I believe he was one of the headliners for that. So his new song is called "Around Here Buzz." Let's take a listen to that. Another Friday night, there's a line of cars leaving. Now, I will say about Eric Church, if somebody said to me, I just hate the way his voice sounds, I could get that. Um, I can understand it because it is a little, I mean, it's different. It's distinct. That's what I was going to say. He's not a great singer by any stretch, but he's very distinct singer. And, and I think that's a part of his strength is that he does sound fundamentally different. Just the sound yeah, of him. I think it helps him, but I understand why if somebody said to me they didn't like it, I could get it. Home team's got a now time. Me, I'm sitting on the hood of mine drinking. I'm just a parking lot down and outer. Under that high school bleacher, I drove that preacher's daughter crazy. Her mama was my homeroom teacher, and her dad was hell bent on saving me. Melancholy or melancholy. He does this well. So yeah, like the, like sure. the, like the sad and even like the breakup song. Like I said, record year. Yeah, and, and, that was and, a good one. And like creeping. Like everybody's got like a different style of how they work through a breakup, right? right? And I, this is weird, but like it seems to me like Eric Church and I have a very similar system. Let's dive into the record catalog. We'll drink some good whiskey. We'll take a listen to some of our favorite records of all time, and we're gonna get through it. We'll let the turntable do it, and we kind of have that in common. So like when he writes that kind of stuff, I do I relate to it. The only thing I will disagree with why I, you know music is sometimes not what I go to after a breakup is because sometimes I feel like bitch you don't get to ruin my favorite song. No, like, I'm that's sitting true. Here, I'm sitting here, you know, and I'm crying listening to this. I don't want to. Do that. No, honestly, after Oregon, there was like a thousand things in my iPod. I was like, nope, I'm not going anywhere near it because it just makes me weep. Yeah, I'm sure there's higher hats where the high rise are at. Yeah. Me, I'm going to sit right here tonight and catch me around here, because you ain't. Across a man, welcome sign. 
You know why? You know why he's better than most. Why's that? Is because I say this about Bro Country all the time, and it's totally true. A little bit of what it is is they've kind of found the magic elixir between Seeger Petty Journey. And they kind of shook all that up, and then out comes Bro Country. And what I like about Eric Church is he's a little bit more Seeger, a little bit more Petty. And I even and I know I'm a big Journey fan, but a little less of that cheese, glossed over, super produced thing. And he's a little bit raw the way Seeger and Petty were. It doesn't feel like this was mass produced, right? And I don't care about the authenticness of rappers or rockers or anything like that, but it does help when you buy into what they're saying in the sense of like, I don't care if rappers are really from the hood or not. If you can rap good, that's all I really care about. Rap's changing so much anymore. That's not even cool. But when I believe it, when I'm like, damn, that feels authentic. Yeah, it it does. It helps like, all right. Legitimate. Much like this radio show. Like you can tell it's real. It's honest. and, and, and And when country feels produced to me when country feels like it was it was made in a in a, in a station or made in a, in a factory and kind of shoved down my throat that's really what i'm like Ugh. when it's authentic i'm a little bit more open to yeah it. when you say to me i don't like rascal flats i totally understand that i totally get that Never been east of Dallas. got no idea where you are now if you ever got that penthouse palace no scotties ain't got no back got no and his neon light But he's got two for one till two now Catch me around here, bus Cause you ain't around here none To put no down here Another round here Till my town goes up Lit up like that one stop the light Across the man welcome sign Ever since you called This song is so what I said about him earlier. And that's Eric Church earworms me like nobody's business. Like to me, this, like honestly, the first listen through, I know it's good, but to me, it's just like, eh. Feels a little flat. Feels a little flat, but I know what's going to happen. Radio record, you know, country radio stations are going to bang this record over and over and over again. And a month from now, I'm going to be driving into work listening yep. to 99.7, and I'm going to be belting out the chorus of this song, absolutely in love with it, because that's what Eric Church does. And honestly, I think that that is the mark of a great record. Even when it comes to like country guitar solos. This has more than the average bro country guitar solo has in it. It just feels more. I believe in it. writing that. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. He's great at that. I wish I would have went last time he was here. And honestly, I, nobody cares, but it was my dad's birthday, and I just feel like this is an artist he would have loved and just was off the planet a little too early for Eric to totally catch on. He would have loved Eric Church, for sure.
Well, Fanto, give me the vote on the one bro country dude you like. Not a turd. Um, not a, a song that I feel like, dude, I got to go listen to that again. But there is a little bit of like, well, when that becomes a hit and as early summer starts to fall in and there's a bonfire in the backyard and my girlfriend's Bush playing light in music. Hand. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd be a liar to say that like, oh, dude, it's terrible. No, it's not a turd right there. Like I said, I'm kind of so-so on it right now, but I know in a month I'm going to absolutely love it. Like I do a lot of his other stuff. He earworms me. I'm going to vote Eric Church, not a turd. No! A turn. Take one more break here. Come back. Give you the brand new Green Day still breathing. And then locally, the Big Ugly will play you their tune. And one more four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge playoff game tomorrow night on Rock 106.9. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. About to pass out a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. That being tomorrow night at yeah. the Civic Center. That's the first playoff game of their run. And to, uh, joining us tomorrow on the program will be uh, Canton Charge player John Holland. Exciting stuff yeah, right there. That. Uh, still have to get through the rest of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. We're going to uh, continue now with Green Day, their new song, which is called Still Breathing. I'm like a child looking off in the horizon. I'm like an ambulance that's turning on the sirens. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm still alive. I don't even know if I have the energy to crap on this. Given what some of their politics have been, I don't know if I would have went to that imagery. Why, Not that you shouldn't, but... Why is it that sometimes people go to that imagery and it's fine, and sometimes people say, I'm a soldier, and people lose their mind? There's a line. There is. And it's probably unfair. Remember, I was a bronze player, Braylon Edwards or Kellen Winslow or one of those idiots? Kellen Winslow, Kellen I believe Winslow's, it was. Yeah. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. And people lost, lost their, their mind. minds. And Billy Joe Armstrong does it, and it's like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big That's deal. That's an interesting point. There is an unfair line that happens with that. I'm like a soldier. Coming home for the first time I dodged a bullet and I walked across a landmine Oh, I'm still alive Am I bleeding? Oh, oh my lord It just rocks World premiere Do you think they're playing the iHeartRadio Awards? Probably Now this part doesn't bother me Oh, a little far removed from what punk was supposed to be, right? Well, and I understood when they, um, you know, made that. What do I want to American say? American Idiot. No, it was. I think it was before that. They had some ballad song, and everybody was like, "Oh my oh, god!" Oh, the end of the. Uh, it's something unpredictable. Uh, yeah, yeah the one, one from the finale of Seinfeld. And, and, yeah. and I think I think I saw one of them say, like, you know, the most punk rock thing we could do at that point was not do a punk rock song. Like that was, you know, you zig when you're supposed to zag, and that's supposed to be like the heart mm, of punk that rock. That feels like justification. Well, and it's like, dude, well, okay, you did it once. You don't get to do it every single song. And then. From that Keep claiming on. that. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. For the last time, I'm like a loser that's on his last time. Oh, I'm still Two months. Alive. Green Day doing the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You can win tickets. Text in now. You got to say once in a lifetime experience. Oh, once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> happens four times a year. You know what, dude? That's not stop making fun it, of the company yeah, right now. I need it, the company's help right now. Back it up.
I mean, no, I guess Blink-182 is uh, obviously a different band. But, they were the watered-down Green Day. But the thing is, is like, I feel, is like, crazy I feel like I feel like Blink-182, as they've you know taken kind of the natural progression, as they've gotten older, they started to sound a little bit older. I feel like Green Day has, has, has done the exact opposite. They sound more... Got they, younger. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is, too, is they Blink-182 never took themselves seriously. That was always like a slapsticky kind of band where Green Day wasn't that. You know what I mean? Like they weren't like a gimmick necessarily. Yeah, there was masturbation songs, but it was they were still like a legitimate band. It was like, different right. than what Blink-182 was trying to do. I don't hate the chorus. Hooky. You know what I mean? It's catchy. Yeah. It's got all that. Pretty anthem. You know, it sounds like an anthem. Again, you get the average person driving down the freeway, 77, get on an open road, foot a little heavy on the pedal, you'll scream that out. Once upon a time, I love Green Day. Honestly, like a very um, oh, they're a, a, I mean, right for your age, a, a defining band for my musical tastes. Um, but dude, as I've gotten older, the less and less I like this dude's voice. It's just like, oh my god, dude. And maybe that's because the songs aren't as good as they used to be. But like every time I hear them, like, like I wouldn't go see them in concert right now. I feel like it would like sully the the expectation I had of them. Oh really? Mm. I believe the last time I saw them was on the American Idiot tour. They played CSU and they were really good that night though. But that might have been the last time I saw him. Yeah, it's been longer than that for me. Really? Uh, dude, I, more than a decade. Probably closer to 20 years since I've seen Green Day. If the promotions department came down the hallway and said, Hey, Stansbury, we have an extra t- pair of tickets for Green Day, I would go. As a matter of fact, I had to procure a pair. They are coming later this summer at Blossom, right. and my buddy HJ is a huge Green Day fan. And so I was like, dude, I'll... You know what I mean? I'll make a call. I'll get you some Green Day tickets. And so I think we're going to go and check that show. He loves them. That just doesn't even sound like Green Day, though. It doesn't. Yeah, that sounds more like, you know, like an SR-71, like, you know, ballad or, you know, that it sounds more like that. Fans, don't give me the vote. It's a turn. Disappoint, disappointment effort from the crew there. I uh, I like Green Day, and, and and like I said, I think I just have liked them less and less and less every new project they put out, so stop putting out projects. Guys. I can't necessarily argue with that. I, I'm going to vote turd again, too. It's a turd. I think it'll find its way, and eventually that record will land like a lot of them do. They'll kind of do it at the It Just Rock stations like ours, and then eventually sure. it'll live at My 1017, and I think it'll be a good enough song, and it'll probably be all right, but for me, I'm going to vote turd. Just put a bullet in it. So we terrible. have a uh, we have a local submission this week. If you're in a band, would like to make a submission, yeah. you can do so. Stansbury at WRQK.com. Include a bio and a, uh, and a radio edited track. That's the important part. I'm not going to do work to make you a rock no, star in Canada. No, like, no. That's not going to happen. So We don't do work to make ourselves rock stars in Canada. Why would we do that for you? Nope. <laughs> no no need. Born that, I was born this way, Lady Gaga says. No, but uh, so we have a band here called The Big Ugly. Okay. And the song is called Come Home. Now, I will warn you, this is really, really heavy. So let's take a listen to that. Well, for a lot of you, it'll be heavy. Footsteps. Oh, no. Doors. Screaming. Yeah. Get it. 
It's not bad. I like how they have two different screamers and they're both good. A lot of times with stuff like that, I wish one of them would shut up and just let the other one do right. it. But you're right. Both of these guys are all right. Or maybe it might be the same person. I don't know. Well, two different screams and it sounds right. different. Yeah. But I'm with you. Normally, that's like, yeah, just pick one or the other. And usually you can only get one decent scream. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's one guy Hard. that can do it, and then to the other dude just sing. And Do these guys wear masks? Ohio bands that are heavy love masks. Love them. So I wonder if that's part of this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, all right. Missed that one in the edit. That one's on me. I apologize for that. All right, uh, dude. Uh, yeah. No, Big Ugly. Sorry. I missed. I'm sorry I'm, about that I listened one, to that in the car yesterday. I must have totally missed that. I'm sorry so sorry about, about that. that. All right, cutting that one off early. That's all right. We That's got the it. last thing we need. That's all right. Today is not the day for that one, my friend. Today is not the day. I just saw my entire life flash before my eyes. I mean, guys, how many times do I have to give you these instructions? I'm not working for you. Like, that's not going to happen. All right. I, uh, but before that happened, I actually thought it was pretty good. I'm going to say not a turd. Not a turd. Almost got me fired, and I still like it. I'm going to say. It's a turd. Because you almost got my boy fired right there, bro. All of a sudden, your boy's heart's jumping out of his chest right yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, good almost grief. got me fired. I still like it. If, if everyone right now is like, what happened? It sounds like the radio cut off, and in 15 yeah. seconds, now your voice sounds like robots listening to the podcast. Yeah. You'll hear it. I must have been daydreaming on the way to the golf course while I was listening to that yesterday. That's totally on me. I apologize. Yeah, it's tough to hear. It's tough to hear what they're saying in the screaming songs. Like that. So well, there you go. There's the end of New Tour Tuesday. <laughs> and brought the, to end you, the, and the end of the Sandsbury <laughs> Show on, uh, on Rock 106.9 there. I want to thank uh, Hard Rock Roxino for uh, sponsoring that for us. We do have another four-pack of Canton Charge tickets. Yeah, we're going to give you those right here. But before we do, yeah. I, uh, I want to make a suggestion to both Fantone and the audience. Okay. All right. There's a show starting tomorrow night okay. on the IFC channel. IFC. I think it's the International Film Channel. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I know what you're talking about. And so that channel, much like everybody else, has to do original programming now. And not just run old movies and the like. And Hank Azaria, who is one of the guys who does all the voices from The Simpsons, wildly popular guy, is starring in a new show called Brockmire. And Brockmire is about a guy who is, uh, well, the voice of a baseball team. In Kansas City, okay. things go wrong. Ten years go past. He's been on, you know, on the skids, and he gets hired in like small town Pennsylvania to do like AAA baseball. And the first episode, it's like it starts tomorrow night on IFC, but the first episode is available on demand. So if you have that service, I watched it yesterday, and it's Hank Azaria, Amanda Pete, who is honestly just I just love her because she's I just find her beautiful. And uh, but the show was actually pretty good, so I'll make that suggestion to you. You should check out Brock Meyer. Aside from that, we are done. Let's pass out these. Canton Charge tickets. And again, tomorrow morning on the program, Canton Charge player John Holland joins the Stansbury Show. So let's uh, take caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625, and send you to the Canton Charge playoff game tomorrow night at the Civic Center. Aside from that, we are done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See ya.